is going on, Brookie Nation? It it's is... funnier the second time. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It is episode 50 of Storybrook wow. Circus, and Happy we are 50th. celebrating. Happy 50th, everybody. I am the Mackie Mouse. I am Eilish Sikorsky. I'm leaving this music pumping right now because it feels good. Uh, we are very excited to celebrate episode 50 of Storybrook Circus. It's party time, y'all. This I is... performed this in my seventh grade show choir. You did? Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> it just Listen, we wanted to start the vibes out right. You know what I mean? Wow, we Ep- are celebrating. Episode 50 is a big deal. Because, you know, we've been around for a minute. This is this is exciting. This is this is the big milestone we've been waiting for. We've been leading up until this part. Isla's doing full-on choreography, by the way. If you are not watching this on Spotify video, head over to Spotify so you can see us acting crazy. <laughs> As we uh, show you a video it's recording of the show. Muscle memory. I love it. No, it's just good. We are going to celebrate and have a good time. Cool. And the gang. Oh, I'm just feeling this vibe right now. Feel it, everybody? Mm, Dance party. Oh, man. So exciting. All right. Shenanigans. Uh, All right. Wow. Was that a was that did that feel good? Is that a good? Uh, yeah, it gave me middle school voicemail vibes. Oh, I love it. I love that's great. Um, we are <laughs> the people who are just joining on this episode. I say this every time. I always wonder if there's somebody who's just catching because people have told us like they were randomly searching. And I wonder if there's a podcast once upon a time and then they run up on us and they just listen to whatever that episode is. And every yeah. single time I'm like, man, it gets more chaotic by the day. And <laughs> if you are catching us for the first time and you have no idea what's going on, uh, aside from the fact that we are celebrating, uh, this is a once upon a time podcast we are watching every single episode of once upon a time one episode at a time we're watching it on the air and we're uh giving our commentary and such to it we also have some trivia and some things things thrown in and we have been doing this at least 50 times 50 plus times actually because we have some bonus times in there yeah we started uh last february (laughs) Uh, I, can, yes. I still can't believe it's been over a year of this and it really doesn't feel that way. It feels like we just started still. <laughs> it feels like season, like a half a season one or almost season two. We're on season three of this show right now. And I'm like, we've done like a handful of episodes, like 10 or 12. I'm like, yeah, which done. is crazy because we were still picking up the pieces from leaving our prior failed podcast yeah. And we created this. Yeah. In the ruins of in the, it. And literally in the ruins. This is uh according to the wiki, this is the 48th like on-air episode that it is. And you're right. We we had to this is the a true phoenix story of rising from the ashes. And Wow, cue follow boy right now. Hey, I wish I had it on the on the the sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, this the 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 50th 
episode is a meaningful one to us because we were we started this <laughs> podcast as a joke <laughs> we we actually started just so that we could hang out and watch tv together and we we're like yeah hey, let's record it and then we we're like let's make it a podcast and you guys are here now this is the result this is three seasons later 50 episodes later we're all still uh still kicking it speaking of which there um uh i know we'll get into this later when we when we talk our segments and stuff but I want to say it now just to prep you. We have 50 full episodes alongside our Discord of partygoers. Wow. You guys have showed up every single time. And this party is roaring. It like, is bumping. I mean, this past week alone. People like, are still coming in the door. They Yes, they still are coming in the door. And the, the conversations are like rich and full. Like it's really exciting that people are just yeah. talking on their own and doing their own thing and like you know it's it's kind of a self-sustaining machine now so we will talk about it again and probably a couple more times but stop down and go to go to discord go go, yeah. look, go to the show notes click the link join the discord because after 50 episodes you got plenty to go back and listen to if you're like kind of i don't know eh, let's see if these people are cool trust me we are just come in the discord and find out there are other people in there who also love the show and love each other and enjoy each other's you know time and space and you know we all talk about whatever there's like pictures of dogs and stuff in there and people talk about tv shows and whatever like people were going it's a chill group it's a good vibe and i will (laughs) i will say not as controversial as it could be in a room with that many opinions like everybody's really respectful and there's a lot of you know everybody has room for their opinions and stuff anyway i'm talking on my own thing too much um so how are you doing how are you feeling how are you feeling? Episode Great. 50. The always imitated, but never recreated storybook series. You know what's great? We're going to have a 51st episode. Oh, we are. That's true. And a 52nd. That is correct math. You did that right. <laughs> I just, I love that this isn't the end. You know yes. what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like we were dragging our feet to get here it's like wow 50 episodes like it feels like we just started this last week it's still kind of actually kind of weird that it doesn't feel that way you feel like 50 of anything should be a lot and it just doesn't feel like that (laughs) no i don't remember doing 50 episodes you're right and i guess we can celebrate next episode too because it will be the first time we have done 51 episodes of anything (laughs) yeah That'll be a that'll be a, a, a milestone. This is a milestone a new too, but stamp in the record book for us. Yeah, but like we will have yeah survived past fifty. Um, how are you doing? How how are things for you? Uh, if you're watching in Spotify videos, a lot of activity going on behind. Oh my gosh, right yeah. I guess we should address the handsome elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> my my husband Bart is here. Say hello, Bart. What's up, gang gang? Yeah, what up, gang gang? There he is. Um, my my husband is a man of many talents, and his favorite is anything car-related. So currently, the hood of our vehicle is in my office right now, and he's making it look really cool. So that's that's the project that's going on in the back. I love it. Thank you for, uh, thank you for sharing the background action that is going on so that everyone can enjoy. Uh, more the reason for you to, to check out the video on Spotify, because now you can yeah. take when... It's a real bitch in time. When things are... <laughs> weird and things again, are if this is your first time watching or listening to our show, uh, we do swear, and we don't bleep it out. Um, so... Yeah, it's stupid. Well... It's a weird thing to do. It's, yeah. I guess some people do it, but 
If it's not a family really, friendly podcast, if it's really a family, a fa- okay, so we are a family friendly podcast, but like progressive family friendly, <laughs> like I guess families who swear at their kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the. I mean, we have families; they're just older. That's what older I. W- kids. That's what I, I was saying. It. Like I was like, oh, there's, and then I was like, we actually do have. Uh, families that yeah no we podcast, have families so. that are basically cast members on our show <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like actually like a really important part of our show actually we have so, all but one sibling never mind. Think, in a family that's partaking <laughs> um how was your week how was how how have you been since last episode uh oh i had a birthday since the last episode oh my gosh yeah happy birthday i'll give myself an air horn for that uh yeah i um that was that was the reason why the episode is postponed a week is because we didn't have time to tape and and all the craziness that was going on last week but that was fun yeah uh yeah no do you feel older i that's a loaded question i do feel (laughs) i i but i always feel older you know what i mean uh although i mean a little wiser. Here, look at me. I'm I, I'm in a graphic t- Wolverine tee and a chain and a Toon Squad Space Jam hat. Yeah, like I'm I'm not your average 35 year old sitting however. in a marble chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sitting in a marble with a hexagon chair light with like a friggin' a, a streaming background or whatever. So I try not to submit to my age in action, but um, I I do feel older. In fact. Uh, Don't worry. 50 is the new 40 anyway. That's true. No, that's true. That's totally true. Uh, I mean, look at Sex in the City. I can, you know, like that's a whole, it's a whole different standard now. Um, We were just talking about the fact that uh, we, uh, we, as, you know, normal Americans have anxiety (laughs) about everything. And it's no, no shade to like (laughs) Europeans who listen to the show who also have anxiety. Americans are not gatekeeping anxiety here. Don't worry. Ours is diagnosed. We're not uh, being jerks. Yeah, no, like legit legit. actual diagnosis. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting that we now uh, have identified that we have physical things that happen because of things like we literally like give ourselves headaches and tearing actually both of us get like gi problems and i thought i had a whole blood pressure issue like we have manifested like really bad physical things uh and it's all just anxiety related and got a bunch of tests both of us at some point had a bunch of tests and figured stuff out everything came back because you're completely healthy (laughs) average adults and they're like nothing's wrong with you and and we found out that anxiety just screws us up like we just we we think oh i'm allergic to a food nope it's just anxiety that's insane and that only started when we got older like once we got in our 30s that began and it was not a thing before when we got anxious you just felt anxious but it wasn't like and other stuff that is like you're like oh no i think i must be sick because that's what a normal person would be if they felt like this and then you just wake up the next day and you're perfectly fine like was i sick no you were just nervous (laughs) you're like what what is that what that's weird wow yeah that's that's what 30s is like so we don't have the typical like oh my back oh my knees are achy like we don't have that because we're both pretty athletic but we do have the like my mind makes my body react weird and that's that's what that's what when you say are you feeling older that's the thing is the fear of like well if i get a little bit nervous i have to sit down not because i'm in pain but because i'll feel like i'm gonna throw up for three hours (laughs) like why why (laughs) that doesn't make any sense and it ruins your day so so yes and no however you know what i own a house i married to a lovely woman uh I got, I have a car, I have a dog, I have a job. I have two jobs, actually. We, you know, like, I'm, I, as an adult, 
it's not so bad. I got stuff. This is cool. Like I, you know, yeah. I'm digging being an adult. I don't know how people, how other adults out there feel, but we also have a few teenagers in our listening pool. And I, I am now hyper aware of that since they've now made themselves yeah. known. We sound real crotchety sometimes now when I think about it for too long. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we're, yeah, we're not only talking to people who are our age. We are talking to people yeah. who are younger, which is which is kind of a cool position to be in. So if you are uh, a teen or a young adult and you are listening to this, I mean, it is pretty cool. <laughs> it's 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 pretty rad being able to like do we focus so much on the like oh i'm stressed because i have bills and money and all this other stuff but like yeah but you can literally do anything you want you can go out any time of night you can eat whatever you want <laughs> you want ice cream go yeah ice no cream. it's cares? better on the other side really i think so right I it, it has its it has its downs we have our bad days i feel like the downs generally of- the first of the month but (laughs) i feel like the downs are not as bad as the goods are like the extreme sides you know i also feel like my downs were way too dramatic when i was in high school and i just i don't want to feel like that anymore that's what i'm saying like (laughs) at least our downs are relatively controlled i mean there are scarier things like you know like like people get sick and accidents happen people but like and it's not that's not as prevalent in your mind when you're a kid but like i don't know it just feels a little yeah it, that feels I'm good here easier to handle than like the emotional tornado that is when you're a teen you feel like everything's out of control yeah uh but as this is not a psychology podcast <laughs> i guess yeah really i do not it. have a degree in literally anything so take everything that i say yeah grain of, grain of salt from the both of us uh but we just you know we just we we wanted to to, to I don't want to say keep it real, but we wanted to keep ourselves in check, you know, on on even even a celebratory episode to just like things are good though, I think. Yeah. 2022 is not turning out to be the worst. We are we are still growing, still redefining ourselves. We're, you know, we're creating new standards. We got a, an award-winning podcast according to my brain that I just decided just now. Yeah, you know? we definitely got an Oscar the other night. We did. We did. We did. We share. Do we share in that Oscar? Do we get rights to it? Yes. <laughs> okay, I buy it. That's fine. <laughs> oh, we are silly. Um, well, let's. Uh, we we have a lot to hear from you guys on. Yeah, there's there is plenty. We uh, do have our show set up in segments. And as always, the very first segment of the show is always dedicated to you, the listener. And it is called the Storybrook Daily Mirror. Extra, extra, read all about it. Thank you, Newsboys. Uh, thank you, Newsboys. The Storybrook Daily Mirror is a fictional newspaper in the world of once upon a time and for our not so fictional universe it is also a fictional newspaper (laughs) where you can submit to the show and so this is the segment where you get to talk to us and maybe each other uh in fake articles that are in this newspaper and there are many ways to do so which isla will list for you now okay so again if this is your first time ever listening or watching to our show and you're listening or watching on apple podcast they have this thing where you can review the show that you're listening to so we would just really appreciate it if you would right now pause and go over to apple podcast and leave a five-star review and write some words down submit them we get those words 
And everybody who searches for a show about Once Upon a Time gets to see your beautiful words written about how amazing me and Mackie are. Please do that, okay? <laughs> That's step one. All right. You can go back to listening now. Thank you. <laughs> we have an email, the SBCpod at gmail.com. Send us over your thoughts while you're listening to the show or any whatever. We have an Instagram. Send us a DM, the SBC pod. We have a Discord that we gushed about a couple minutes ago. Uh, please come join the party. It is so much fun and you're not late. People are showing up every week. Like, there's so much fun to be had over there. Come join our Discord. The link is in the bio. How many people do we have in there right now? Uh, according Over to 70. Notes, really? We have? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, we have 71. Holy macaroni. When did we get 71 people in here? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. 71 people. Don't be intimidated by that number because all 71 of those people passed the vibe check. Yes. We made sure of it. There's a bouncer. Absolutely. Her name's Miranda. <laughs> If you think we are amazing beauty queens, you can join our Patreon. We upload some fun stuff to there from time to time to thank you for contributing to our show in any way, shape, or form. We appreciate it so much. Yeah, that's your sponsorship. Oh, my gosh. And we have a phone number. I completely forgot about the most important one. Good job. I have not been doing this for 50 episodes. We have a phone number, 207-536-8512. That phone number, 207, main area code, 536-8512. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text message. We will read it, play it on the show, just like we're about to right now. Cheers. Yes. Storybrook Daily Mirror entrance. So, um... Because I know when we get out of the Storybook Daily Mirror, we're always in shock of all the, th- the amazing things that people say. So I'm, I always forget before we get into the pre-show to close out the beginning section of the show. So I will pause briefly to say this. We talked about merch last week. Um, merch is still going. We're still working on it. We are very, very close to uh, a first release. We now... Um, have locked down that on opening day, which we don't know when it's going to launch because we're, we're still trying to work out a couple of details. We have uh, five designs that we are releasing all at once uh, on that first day. So um, we will be posting some of those designs um, as the time goes on. And we'll I think we're going to start. So by the time this episode airs, hopefully at least one of those will, will show up on the Instagram. So if you haven't already checked that out, definitely check out our Instagram and see what the story is there. Um, but that's, that's the kind of news that we have. We know there's going to be five of them. It's all going to be print on demand. We are not doing pre-orders. Uh, so whatever you want to get, will will come to you directly. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. Um, and we have some gifts and some special thanks planned for the people who are on Patreon who have been supporting us this uh, this entire time in related, you know, related to that merch as well. So those are all things that will be happening like within the next month, within the next few episodes that will uh, hopefully be up and running. Uh, huge shout out to Tanner Ann from Texas, who is uh, helping us with yes. all these designs. Uh, so it's going to be really awesome to see her art. Uh, displayed as part of the this part of the project um so big shout out and thank you to her for for her assistance she is amazing uh i can tell you right now 
these designs are real dope like way better than amazing. we originally anticipated all thanks to Taryn's amazing artistic talent so i am uh very very pumped and while we're here talking storybook daily mirror talking our awesome community it's a good time to shout out heatherly who also did our um amazing yes. logo uh which is also if you're looking at spotify these uh backgrounds behind us over here uh she that that's the logo stuff that she drew so again Thank you for the contribution. You guys are amazing. Heatherly, thank you so much. Just a shout out. I mean, this is the shout out segment, so we might as well do that. So yeah, so if you have any questions about that, there is a merch channel in the Discord where we can talk about that stuff. Or if you're not in the Discord, you can just message us on Instagram and we'll let you know any questions that you have. Uh, also, by the way, it will be an and Etsy. And we can help you join the Discord. And we can help you join the Discord. Um, it'll, be, it'll be on Etsy. That's that's where we're going to be doing everything. So that's, that's what you'll be looking out for. So now that we have the merch thing out of the way, it's it. We I know that we had said we were going to post it last week, but like I said, everything is back up it's my fault because birthday stuff so that's why we're behind but i promise you're worthy of a celebration uh, so yes, we're not I apologizing try. moving that's on <laughs> i just wanted to make sure people didn't think that we forgot about them that was all that was important i want I we didn't sure we, but we yeah. want merch to be done as transparent and as like on the money as possible like we want it to be right you know yeah. what i mean yeah it means a lot that the the quality of what we're doing holds up to what you expect and what we want to put forward to you. We want to make sure that you're getting exactly what you want. So, and if you have suggestions about merch, that's another good reason to join the Discord. Yes. If you're like, oh, I've been listening for a long time but haven't joined the Discord and I would love X shirt or mug or hat or whatever, there is a place for you to suggest that in the Discord as well. So that's just another reason to join. Just saying. Yes. Um, so it was not like a paid advertisement for Discord. We don't get any money for that, by the way. <laughs> we just want to talk to you because you guys are fun. Discord, if you're listening, though, we would. Oh, no, we'll take it. No, no. If you want to sponsor us, Discord, that's fine. <laughs> Somebody talk to the people in the Discord offices about hooking us up with a little uh, little sponsorship ad. We'll, we'll do it. I'll do an ad for Discord. We should just make an ad for Discord and send it to them. Be like, by the way, we've been publicizing you for <laughs> 50 episodes. <laughs> Let's put our own ads in there. Who cares? Um, okay, so. The storybook, Daily Murder. Uh, we got a couple text messages. Let's do that first. Okay. Easy. Um, Caroline, very excited about episode 50. <laughs> she just said, oh my God, next episode is episode 50. Very excited. And I just wanted to say that because that was what it was. So uh, thank you for your enthusiasm. Appreciate that. Um, so this one's interesting. Well, I'm going to do this first as a precursor. So Leo sent us a text message, but the text message is actually a follow-up to the email that we're going to read soon. And the text message says this, after seeing this Jane Espenson episode, that was last week's, uh, quite a, quite a common fairy, I think it's called. I think I rescind yeah. my email. We're, we're Tarantinoing this. We're showing you the end first before we go back and tell you how it all began. The writing in episode two, ugh. Episode three was great, but dang it, David. Keeping snow in the dark, bad, David, bad. So that's the ending. We'll circle back around. The redemption I needed, yeah. Leo. I needed this redemption this arc is, so bad. This is why I did it in this order. This is important. Isla was troubled, <laughs> clearly, when we read this. So not this, the email. So this is the ending, and we'll, we're going to see how we ended up in this place soon. I know you get the anticipation I'm creating here. I know everyone's like, what yep, did say? that's me. I bet you're wondering how I ended up here. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> bing bong. Uh, so I've decided that our bing bong um, sound effect is going to be 
that is the notification to everyone that Isla is quoting TikTok. Just in case, if you if you like don't know, you know, like you're not up with it. So anytime she, you're quotes like, it, this sounds like nonsense. It'll be like, <laughs> just so you know, that's a TikTok thing. So that that'll be our that'll be our side code. So that every so it'll be cool because when people are listening, they'll hear the Bing Bong and they'll be like, "Yeah, they do this thing where when they play Bing Bong." I think what we should do is a scavenger hunt where we play Bing Bong and then everybody has to go find the TikTok you're trying to reference and send it to us. <laughs> oh my god, that would be hilarious! Okay, can we can we just decide we're going to do that as a group? Uh, yeah. All right, here it is. If you hear me reference a TikTok, you have to send me one. That's the gavel. We approved it. So yeah, if we're if we hit the Bing Bong sound, uh, just like we just did. You have to find the TikTok that we're referencing. And it doesn't matter any any of the sound. It doesn't matter which TikTok. It doesn't have to be the original. It could just be anything with that sound. And then yep. what? Link it in the Discord? Link it in the yeah. Discord. Let's do that. Find the TikTok. Link it in the Discord. Bing bong. Perfect. Uh, and by the way, just us. It doesn't count if I'm like. Don't worry about like, it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Like that's the actual audio from the. T- so that doesn't count. It has to be something that we out loud reference, not one of our. Okay. Um. Great. Okay, I like it, Picasso. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the sound effects this game today. This is good. Uh. So we also got a text message from Amanda, and it says, "Okay, okay, Brookies, especially Isla, especially Isla." Uh, I have a story to tell that is too good yes. not to let you know. I was in another Discord server as a moderator of someone on Twitch. And uh, first of all, shout out to the moderators on Twitch. I was a moderator on Twitch for, for a while. It's not an easy job. So you're, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work. Uh, and they have a pet section like every Discord server. Literally every Discord server has a pet. Yeah. Like, if you don't have a pet section, add a pet section to your Discord server. I saw a doggo pick and I asked its name. The doggo's name Harper Jane. How great is that? How awesome is that? Amanda says, and then of course I had to go into my once upon a time spiel about how you all are my favorite podcast. Oh my God. Thank you. Uh, and that every time I hear that name, I think of our favorite girl, Miss Harper Jane. Okay. But also, um, she just like wrote a children's book. <laughs> Please share. Like, listen to this. Please share. I saw a doggo pick and I asked its name. The doggo's name was Harper Jane. And oh, every I time I hear that I... name, I think of our favorite girl, Miss Harper Jane. Like, you could make like a whole. That is children's very children's book. book. Yeah, that could be the opening and the ending of the book. There's a whole middle section that needs to be written. But right, let's work on it. Uh, Brookie community, can we work on making Amanda's text message a children's book? Please and thank you. Okay. I'm just um, going to write it myself and dedicate it to Harper Jane. Dear Harp. I love it. <laughs> Hashtag Dear Harp. So what else do we have besides our text message? So thank you to everybody who, who texted our number. Um, well, let's not leave them hanging. We'll read Leo's email. I'll read Leo's email. Okay, we do you want to do emails now? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. All let's, right. Let's do it. We're jumping into it. Just- Leo sends an email <laughs> titled Is Leo a bad guy? Oh my gosh, he literally wrote in an am I the asshole? Yeah, you did. Submission <laughs> for Reddit. Great. 
Hi, Isla and Mackie and Brookies. I need to preface this email by making sure it's understood that I'm coming from a place of wanting to understand and not contend. It's more along the lines of being helped to understand something I saw differently or wrongly. Oh my, he literally okay, is yeah. writing so, so, the asshole. So, so first of all, <laughs> yes, and I love that. So first of all, I actually really love this preface because it really does frame that this is like an open opinion conversation and it is on the other side of an opinion that we shared, which we have said from day one, from episode one that we encourage within reason and with respect. And that it both is something that Leah was doing right now. And this is something I want to highlight before you actually hear what he's about to say. Um, that if you have an opinion that is not the same as ours, this is a this is a great example <laughs> of how to feel comfortable openly talking about it. Like you can be on the opposite side of of a store of a, of an opinion and it not be an argument. And that's a this very, is how to approach a differing opinion. Yeah, it's a really lost art of like everybody feels like they have to aggressively defend their thing and it turns into a fight. It doesn't have to be a fight just because right. we don't agree. And that's just my little soapbox PSA. I really appreciate the fact that we can be approached from someone who listens to us. This, this just makes me really proud of our community that this is how we talk yeah. to each other, that that's, what, that's the rapport we've built with each other, that it doesn't have to be controversial, even though it's different. So thank you, Leo, for not just putting your opinion out there, but also even putting that preface there so that not just us, you and I, but like the people also out there listening understand where this is coming from. So thank you for that. Yeah, Stay we're going. all comfortable. Yeah. Okay. We're all friends here. So about the episode, Lost Girl, a.k.a. the episode where the whole thing is a Hatch reference, including the title. Let's be real. You guys should be deciding what is a Hatch reference. Thank you. We feel qualified. (laughs) You guys had me questioning if I'm a bad person or if I'm a toxic male. Well, if you have to think it, I'm just kidding. Um, I would have done the same thing Charming did. Oh, my God. The gasp I let out. My one objection would be that the placebo effect led them all to a deadly confrontation with a powerful foe. Kind of dangerous thinking you have an advantage when you don't. The central theme of the episode, to my understanding, was about realizing something that Emma and Snow had forgotten about themselves. So wait, he would have said... Led them all to a deadly confrontation with about Okay, so he would have led them to some sort of battle where Snow would have had to win and then prove that she could defend the town. But but there's a chance she didn't win. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it's a dangerous okay. risk. That, because- I agree. I would have respected because that would have at least made her prove her strength in, like, a real way and right. not pulling a fucking dummy sword out of a thing like a toddler. Okay. Um... Either way, it was something they forgot about or buried or even denied. Emma was a lost girl. I don't want to say orphan. I agree. Some Snow always has courage, hope, and confidence. Usually these episodes have a theme that is... I can't never say this word. Um, uh, between, juxtaposed. Ju- yeah. Between the Enchanted Forest and Storybrooke, or in this case, Neverland. Is it more acceptable what Peter Pan did because he's the villain versus what Charming did? Well, they both wanted Emma yeah. and Snow to realize that something that Charming and Pan saw. We definitely didn't Charming, bump on Pan, Pan doing it. I mean, we knew what because he was he's doing a villain from, the, from day. But even without the villain part, but why he would was, we bump on it? it? That's the wrong thing to do, and we wouldn't expect him to do the right thing. He's the bad guy. But it didn't feel like toxic masculinity the way that Pan was doing it. It felt like a wild goose chase, but it didn't feel like he was pushing his masculinity around by by making her discover herself. It was just a riddle. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a power right. play. And Charming's wasn't that. Charming's was, was not that. That there was something less uh, less um, p- 
playful, not playful, but it, it, it felt and it's doing like something he, wrong under the guise that you're doing. Yeah, the right it felt thing. like he didn't it's not, care about how he got there. It's more self-serving yeah. than anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's supposed to be the selfish act. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely no. It's sorry. It's supposed to be a selfless act when it's really selfish. Right. Yeah. But, well, because not just selfish for him, but he took something away from her to get her something. Even if it wasn't the selfish part. He had to take something away from her to get her this realization. And that yeah. cost didn't feel appropriate at the time. Like taking no. away her like dignity in order to get her this, you know, strength right. and courage was that's that's a lateral move. That doesn't feel like a gain there. You know what I mean? But then Leo goes on to say, Charming didn't seek to make himself the hero. I that's where I disagree because I think it was kind of self-serving. He Charming like needs to be the hero. But there's different perspectives on that, and that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All he did was to uplift and inspire Snow. They did it all together. The real question is if she still decided to flee instead, would Charming have supported that decision? That's a good this, question. Yeah. I, I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have. That's the part that feels toxic, is that he was pushing too hard. His own agenda. Yeah. This yeah. trope is actually used quite a bit throughout shows, movies, and stories. The most recent one I can think of is in Lucifer episode Daniel Espinosa, Naked and Afraid. It's really funny how Lucifer messes with Detective D, but you see where I'm coming from, right? <laughs> Any other shows or episodes where you've seen this type of behavior, Detective something else that comes to mind is the great and Oscar winning movie, The King's Speech, the story of King George, Roman numeral, his impromptu <laughs> ascension to the throne of the British Empire in 1963. And the speech therapist who helped ensure the monarch overcome his stammer. At one point, his therapist tricked the king into realizing something about himself. Mackie brought up the end justifying the means. Maybe I'm so accepting about what Charming did because the means was loving, supportive, and I didn't see or feel anything malicious. At any other point in the shower story, Snow would have acted the same way. The only difference now is her lack of confidence. I don't know, because she seemed confident in her decision to she was, yeah. leave. Yeah. I, I really do understand where Leo is coming from in trying yes. to spin Charming as like, what if his intentions were pure and we are projecting bad intentions on him? Which, first of all, trauma sisters were definitely projecting bad <laughs> malicious intent on him because yeah, but- we are constantly faced with people who are supposed to be, you know, have good intentions and it turned out to be malicious like we have too many examples of that in our lives to ignore how similar this is when you say but i was just trying to help yeah but you you left a trail of shit behind you and that's not okay that's us that's definitely us projecting and that's not to say we're wrong i just can see the other side where like if you looked at this through the lens of him trying to do the right thing it is easy to kind of not paint him as having an agenda because that whole thing about him wanting to be the hero I do agree with you that he always has to come in and save the day, but I don't think that's for glory. I think it's because, like all the other storybook characters, like all the other storybook characters, they are doing the thing they are programmed to do because the story says so. And Charming is the guy written to be the the victorious, yeah. right? So, so his natural instinct is, I got to go in and save the day, not because I need attention and I need to be the center. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like a like a, a narcissistic thing. I don't think it's that. But it is to a fault because him having to come in and save the day 
by definition is toxic masculinity. She's plenty strong enough to save herself, but he has to come in and step in because that's his role. So, so there is, it's not really that black and white. There are a lot of weird gray areas here that I think yeah. all coexist. I think they're all, they all are a little bit accurate in there. I, I can see Leo's point of him trying to be loving because he really does want the best for her, but doing it in a way that's not considerate to her strength and confidence is very not 2022. Like we're like our progressive women yeah. of the new day. It, it really is about elevating women to be their own strengths, not necessarily needing men to do it for them. Yeah. I, now I don't know if that's just a thing. Cause like in the early 2010s, that wasn't as prevalent as it is now. There's a lot more women movement now, you know, with that. So yeah. maybe it was just like a, 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 a something that didn't age well, even this short amount of time, it didn't really age well. And that's why we're so like, oh, it doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I just, I feel like they all kind of exist in the same space. And it actually is interesting that a character with so much complexity that could go either way is not toppled. Like, I think that character could be both of these things and it'd be true because he's yeah. flawed. Ultimately, all of this means if all those things are true, then he's we already know he's flawed because even as not Prince Charming in the Enchanted Forest, this present day version of Prince Charming, he's definitely flawed. He this whole again, because he Leo said in the text, Charming keeping the keeping this information from Snow is a perfect example of like, is that a loving act because he's keeping her from pain or is it completely douchey and horrible to not share with your partner? Who's to say? You know what I mean? Like, it depends on the lens you're looking at it through. I happen to be on the like you share everything and you communicate and not communicating is treason. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Because of how we feel about, you know, you and I feel about trust and honor and how you, you know, what your relationship yeah. is based on. But some people's relationship is not based on the communication. It's based on protection and, you know, like keeping your family safe and like all that kind of stuff. And sometimes that's safe from information that would make you spit. You know, I could I could see that justification. Right. I just don't agree, but I can I understand that it exists. Yes. And then Leo closes out his email with I PS, I really hope people at the end of this don't think Leo is a jerk confirmed. Absolutely not. In no way, shape, or form. You have proven how you the are you are the exact opposite yeah. of a jerk. No, I think like, this is a really I think this is a really stand up conversation to have. It it is a difficult conversation because there is no clear answer. But I think that we shouldn't be afraid of difficult conversations because this is a way to have it with, you know, I think bringing it up is, I think it's more important to have the conversation than not have it at all and just assume. And then on top of it, if we all forgot, Leo did text in after and say, just kidding, I rescinded my email. Well, because, because if, even if you do defend David's approach to, I want you to see the best in yourself, because that could go either way. I don't think anybody's going to agree that keeping something like that from your wife is a good move you know what i mean no so you could maybe argue that he was just trying to you know make her courageous and brave and see her best self but i don't think you could spin that on the like well i got hurt and now i'm going to die and instead of telling you that so that you can do with that information as you will i'm going to make the decision for you and keep it from you there's no way you can spin that that's not selfish and yep although there is a piece of that of like the intent behind that is to keep her from pain, but that is a constant male toxic flaw is I'm going to keep you from pain by taking your freedom of decision away. 
So now you've taken my pain away, but you've also taken away my, my independence. And what's worse, I think it's way worse to take away my independent thought than to take away pain because I'm, I'm an adult. Even as a woman, you're an adult. You can handle pain. You already know how to figure out pain. But if you're not given the choice whether to deal with the pain or not, there's nothing you can do. You get, you get your yeah. legs cut out from under you. And that's not fair. And that's a thing that guys don't understand. You know why? Because there's never people keeping things from guys to keep them safe. So they don't even know what that's like. You know what I mean? They never have to. Yeah. You know, they, like they don't ever have a situation where they're like, someone was like, oh, I won't tell him because he'll be hurt. They don't do that to guys. So guys don't know what it feels like to be kept in the dark and then for someone to go, well, I was just doing it for your, I, I had, you know, your best interests. I was doing it for your own good. Like they never. It's body autonomy. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not good. <laughs> but it is realistic, I would say. Yes. It was very not, but yeah, relatable content. Like you can relate that to your real life. Yeah. My issue is not that. My issue is why did you put that on Charming? I feel like yeah. that character, the way that you keep writing him to be this virtuous, you know, always do the right thing guy is now all Douche of a sudden bag. doing all these things that are that unlike a good guy wouldn't do. Like, in yeah. fact, the David that was caught up in a weird triangle affair who is trying and yes, who is trying to do the the right, quote unquote, right thing, right? And, and really stumbled and fell because he was flawed. But he, you can see he felt like remorse and he was trying, he was struggling with it. Because if he didn't feel any pain about that, that would be malicious, right? But he, you can tell that even though he was doing the wrong stuff, making the wrong decisions, because the curse was like pulling them apart and bringing them together, he still felt guilty. And that means something, that he's a good yep. guy. That same guy who felt all that guilt, I'm, I'm sorry, you don't feel guilt about like impending death and keeping that from your wife. You should feel real guilty about that. And he doesn't feel any. And to me, that's, that is the bad writing part. I don't feel like the same charming that we saw go through that love triangle is this same charming who's making these decisions. That's a different character now. So it, yeah. that's, that feels inconsistent. That's my problem with it. Anyway, we can talk about this forever. Agreed. Um, but thank you, Leo. That, I mean, that, that brought up a great, great discourse. email. That's, a, that's that's fantastic. So thank you. Yep. And if please don't be afraid to send in emails when you don't agree with us, because honestly, that's, that's it brings up really interesting conversations, I think, because the stuff we yeah. all agree on, we just go. Yeah. And then we move on. <laughs> like, it's not, you know. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, OK. So so um, we have Patrick, who is uh, a member of our discord, who wrote us and uh, actually two emails. Um, but this is the first one. It says, hey, Isla and Mackie, this is Patrick or Patrick Lowe's from the SBC Discord. I've been meaning to write y'all an email for a while, finally getting around to it. I've had a post-it note on my computer for all the things I wanted to discuss. So this may be a long email. Apologies in advance. It's fine. I love people who are organized like that. Like I'm keeping notes on a post-it and putting it on my computer so that when I finally call in or text in or whatever, I just, I just love that people care that much, you know, just like. We're on a post-it note. We're on a post-it note on somebody's computer. That's kind of cool. Um, so a basic overview of me. All right, let's set the stage here for who's talking. As I may have uh, already mentioned in the Discord, I'm 26 years old, same age as Isla. I'm a math teacher in Chicago. Awesome. I've, I have a partner that I've been dating since the summer after my freshman year of high school in 2010. This means that at the time of writing, we've been dating for 11 and a half years, first of all. Congratulations. You guys have been that's dating a- the entire length of Once Upon a Time. That's true. One, two, and the other. That's true. Uh, that's, that's impressive. That's It's worth celebrating. Um, yeah. 
also they are Lithuanian, immigrated when they were two years old. So more Isla commonalities with Eastern European partners. In my, oh my free- gosh. Yeah, yeah. Connections. Uh, in my free time, I'm a massive podcast listener with 195 yes. podcast feeds that I keep track of. And the list is only growing. Yeah, when, when Patrickles came into, or Patrick came into the Discord, uh, that was a big hot button topic when he came in <laughs> was the uh uh the fact that like almost 200 podcasts that's nothing to slouch at that's a that's a big deal i think you know yeah that's 200 different tv shows or or subjects in general like yeah that's, I, I think that's uh that's kind of an uh an impressive um metric so anyway yeah uh, this leads into the thoughts about the podcast. You may be interested to know that me finding your podcast was serendipity and maybe some good SEO on your part. For those people who don't know, SEO is a uh, search engine optimization. So that's like finding people via keywords and stuff, just in case you're lost. Uh, I was listening to two podcasts about the TV show Leverage, one of my favorite shows. One of them had a segment where they plugged podcasts their friends did and one time they plugged a once upon a time podcast i decided to give it a try (laughs) i just want to say this is not us by the way (laughs) you'll you'll see in a second but that we were not this one uh he says however that once upon a time uh podcast was kind of defunct question mark (laughs) they had already finished reviewing the entire series and their podcast feed only kept the last hundred episodes of the podcast so if i wanted to start that podcast i'd be starting midway through season two because the earlier episodes weren't available so i decided to search for another once upon a time podcast found you and i don't regret it Wow. Thank you. That was a journey to get That here. was great. You two have crafted a kind of comforting community with your podcast and your Discord, and I'll save my other praises for when I get around to giving you a podcast review. We'll consider this part A of your review. <laughs> uh, also, you bring up Jane Espenson as a favorited writer often. Other people have pointed out that she wrote for Buffy. Yes, she did. But I did want to share that I recognized the name not from Buffy, but Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast that reviews and dissects episodes of Buffy. They are also big fans of Jane Espenson over there. I imagine Jane Espenson probably has a following that follows her from Project Oh, Project, my gosh. You know? Yeah. We, I, I wonder what our name is. You know, like the Swifties. Like what what are the Espies? The Espies, yeah, probably. Uh <laughs> I wanna call us the Espinosas because I'm watching Lucifer right now <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just my brain trying to mash everything together. Um okay. Uh, he continues. This is a minor observation that doesn't seem to fit anywhere else, but a thought that only occurred to me listening to your coverage of season one. Can we talk about Geppetto? Specifically in the version of the fairy tales that Once Upon a Time sets up, Geppetto has a traumatic experience with seeing his parents turn into puppets, then makes a wooden puppet he calls his son? <laughs> all of the enchanted all the enchanted forest could do with therapy from someone not licensed via a curse, but someone really should have a check-in with Geppetto. <laughs> that is a lot that's of childhood a, trauma to unpack. That's that's a really, yeah, that's a really loaded uh, observation. <laughs> and wow. Very, very accurate. I'm surprised we didn't pick up on that, actually. Um, all right, oh, already, my gosh, uh, yeah. Moving on to my thoughts on the show, and specifically the fandom in 2011 to 2013. I've already mentioned some of this in the Discord, but just to put it on, just to put it onto the podcast, I came across the show because my partner watched season one as it came out from basically the first episode. Then in the break between seasons one and season two, 
They begged me not to try it and talked a lot about how cool Rumple is. Sorry, begged me to try it and talked a lot about how cool Rumple is. I watched an episode, then realized this is where Jennifer Morrison went after she left House MD, which is true. That caught my attention. I caught up quickly, and then we watched together as season two dropped. Some of the specifics from season two fandom being the villain you love, Rumple, of course, the villain you ha- love to hate, Regina, and the villain you just hate, Cora. There were, was also a Once Upon a Time abridged series made with much internet humor of the time. Here's a link to the example of it. This is, oh my God, it's from blogspot.com. I love that. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to read this. All right. This is fantastic. So do you remember, Isla, when I sent you the uh, tutors uh, uh, autocrat from a sofa? Review. Remember, I said it was a, yes. per, a writer who was writing uh, reviews of every single episode, scene by scene, of the tutors. But it's like a comedy writer who is writing yeah. like an interpretation of it. I think that's what this is because <laughs> it's literally photos. Oh my gosh! Here, I'll show you. Uh, oh, I have a I have a keyboard shortcut for this. Wait, here it is. Boop. There you go. Um, so it's just pictures with like comedy captions underneath <laughs> of the show. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I that's fantastic. So yeah, this is so it's basically for those of you who can't see, it's pictures um of the scenes with like made up captions underneath it that are like fake captions to what's actually happening. So it's kind of like what's what's the movie one, the the real uh, yeah, trailers. Um real movies wrong quotes or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yes. So that's amazing. Uh, we will, let's see if I, if I remember, I'll try and put that link in the show notes or I'll put it on Discord or something. It had a lot of jokes about anytime Sidney Glass was in a reflection or otherwise made reference to him being in the magic mirror, calling it subtlety in all caps. <laughs> yeah, that kind of like very sarcastic humor. That's what yeah. Autocrat on a sofa is like. So once you get around to starting to watch Tudors, I think wa- watching and reading that together is really going to make the experience way better for you, by the way. So you'll get there. Uh, there there was a very, sorry, there was also a very well done video that paired CeeLo Green's Forget You with the Evil Queen's appearance at Snow's Wedding <laughs> with the line, I see you run around town with the girl I love. And I'm like, I will destroy your happiness. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Lastly, in the uh, OUAT fandom, there were two proposed alternate edits of the show. One you talked about before of a purely chronological cut starting in the Enchanted Forest with Rumple's backstory. The other potential edit is just of season one. It was called something like It's Just Fairy Tales, and it's just the storybook scenes with no Enchanted Forest flashbacks and no scenes where Mr. Gold or Regina confirm that the fairy tales are real. <laughs> This edit is just a story of a kid with actual delusions bringing his birth mother to his adoptive mother's town. The story just ends with Henry in a coma from a poison Regina intended for Emma. It's a bit dark and edgy, but it was something discussed at the time. (laughs) That is... Okay, that would be incredible. Dude, fandoms when shows like this are on the air live are wild. Dude, Lost had literally like websites where you could pretend to buy tickets on actual oceanic and pick the seats of the people who were on the island like there was all sorts of weird stuff like like what like, but like can you imagine this poor kid the entire film and then you fight 
Regina gives her the apple pie, like it's an actual it's apple It's like poison. Pie. And yeah. like, you like wink, she like winks at the camera and walks away and he goes into the coma forever. Dude, that's, that's dark and, but that's really. He was right all along. He wasn't delusional, but the whole time you thought that he was. <sighs> like, what's his name? Who writes these movies like that? What's that director? Shalomala. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. Yeah, that that would be very that would be very like one of his movies. Oh, that man. kind of dark and twisty. Did we just rewrite something else? Yeah, yeah I think so. Castle. It's great. I, I, I love it. Um, that is the last of the thoughts I have planned for this email. Okay, so we'll go to the next email. That was that was that. I I want to see that show. I hate when stuff like that happens because I'm like I wish that existed because I want to see it so bad. All right, here's the follow-up email. This is my experience from the start of the pandemic. So we had asked everybody to send in their pandemic stories because yes. the last episode was the anniversary week of quarantine. Because we're nosy. Because we're nosy and we wanted something to talk about. As I mentioned, I'm a math teacher. In March of 2020, I was in the last semester of my teaching program. I was doing my last class, which was student teaching. If you don't know, student teaching, at least in my state, is doing the full-time job of a teacher in an actual high school classroom the student teaching was supposed to go from beginning of January to the middle of May. The first week of January, I just observed my mentor teacher, seeing the duties she did and how she taught the class. Second week, I took over teaching one class. All of the responsibilities for that class uh, uh, were, my, were my responsibility with my mentor teacher looking over it any approving and, oh, and approving everything. Uh, I asked one class per week every week. Sorry, I added one class per week every week until I was in charge of all five of my mentors' classes. I was there every school day from pre-first period uh, prep to after school to help kids. I attended every professional development meeting. I was also still reporting to my college two hours a week um, for conversations with my supervisor about uh, what's going on in the schools, how to apply to education theories that we've learned about um, to the real-life classrooms that they were in. All this is to say I was fully living this teacher mindset. I showed up to classes as per usual the week of Monday, March 9th. That Friday was actually a special event that I was that was calling all the university students together to talk about final steps for licensing. Uh, being that it was Friday the 13th. Oh my God, was it Friday the 13th too? That's crazy. Oh my <laughs> God, even, yeah. I didn't even realize that. There were some murmurs about COVID and some people saying that schools might shut down for two weeks and that could screw up the minimum hours of school teaching we need to graduate. <laughs> oh no. Uh, then that Monday we got the email we were not to report to our high schools as the college public schools were restricting non-essential visits. I had to show up anyways because actually... Uh, because there were important papers needed for the lecture at my desk, but I showed up quick, got the papers before the first bell. CPS, College of Public Schools, closed all in-person teaching a week or two later. It was heartbreaking to walk away from that experience. I, gra- I still graduated on time with no ceremony. I have my license, but I haven't actually taught in a classroom in real life or virtual since March 2020, and I feel that absence in my heart. I didn't help that lock. It didn't help that lockdown uh, left me trapped in my mother's house with my mother, who has not particularly treated me kindly. I basically fought with depression from March 2020 to January 2021, where I moved out of my mother's house into my first apartment with my partner and my girlfriend, and we've made a healing space for all of us. In my own way, I am still healing, and today I have actually made a plan to start applying to jobs and get back into a classroom and get back to doing what I love. Look at that. Happy ending. 
I, it is so wild how different every single person is. And I mean, I know that's crazy because we all are different every single two years, you know, but it just feels like it's bigger I, this time around. First of all, thank you for sharing very personal yeah. things to all of us. By the way, we have permission to share all these personal things. It says it in the email. <laughs> I just want everyone to be to be cognizant that this was this was we're staring uh, out everybody's right we're just you know, <laughs> this personal was, in case information you're worried, it's fine this was signed off on but uh uh i think it's important to for people who are comfortable sharing in this way because there's a lot of people who benefit from hearing other people's stories that are similar to theirs if they are not comfortable sharing because it makes you feel really alone right so like to hear someone else's case especially that you know Getting back to applying jobs and, you know, depression was if you didn't have profession depression before quarantine, it crept up on a lot of people that did not have that issue before. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it yeah. hit people in a really, really hard way. Um, and even strong people who would last like a few weeks, a couple months even. Once you hit month seven and eight, people lost their damn minds. Like it was, it was hard on the world, you know? So there's no shame in, you know, admitting that, you know, it was a tough time. It wasn't, and we said this too, like there were, there were parts of it that we enjoyed and, and everybody has a problem admitting that because of the circumstance under which it was. But there are a lot of people, if you really think about it, mothers, especially who, because I know plenty of them who work really, really hard in an office who got to spend so much more time with their families, you know, dads who were in the office all the time, who got to have the family together, cross your fingers. Hopefully most of them were safe. Right. And if they were, they got time that people may never get again that long. A lot of, there was a lot of craziness of people losing their jobs and stuff. Not everybody had that experience, but even the people who lost their jobs and didn't lose the shirt off their back in their house, there were positive things to pull from it. And that time with your loved ones was one of them that we got gifted. Um, yeah. That will maybe never happen again in our lifetime. So the people who didn't have something positive to gain like that. So there was depression. People needed therapy. People needed someone to talk to. People were getting lonely just because they weren't around their friends anymore. They couldn't do the stuff. I mean, it was, it was tough. So, and that's not to mention the stuff that it messed up. You know, like this, like you're trying to get graduate. Think about all the seniors from high school or college that year in March, you just shut down and they didn't get to graduate. There was a lot of things that were taken away. And the fact that at the end of it, that someone like this can share with us and with everyone who's listening, that you're already making plans to start getting back on track, no matter how long it takes. If it's if it's last week or yesterday or last month or 2021 or whatever, Get back to doing what you love. It's the fact that it's not going to ever be the same as it was before 2020 is irrelevant. That doesn't mean you can't rekindle your love for something. You can't get back into something again. You know what I mean? So like that's I think this is actually really encouraging. So thank you very much for taking the time to share the story with everyone. I think that's awesome. Yes. And very brave. Very courageous. It's, and it's Patrick, also, go you. You ready to get back out there? Get back out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's a brave step, awesome. man. To like not only admit that things are rough, but to also admit that you're gonna 
or to be brave enough to try again. That's a really hard step to take to like, because you're risking failure. You're risking more pain, you know, more stress. Yeah. And it, it worth it, you know, like risk it and go back to the thing that you, that's the, the most important thing is that it's something that you love and that it's something yeah. that if you love it, this is also really honorable because the thing that you love is doing something for someone else. That's not the only, like, it's okay to do stuff just for you. Like, don't, you know, but the fact that you're doing something that is genuinely for someone else's uh, benefit and is not just for how you, how it makes you feel, because (laughs) there's a lot of this weird self-complex where you're like, well, I'm doing something for someone else, and that means I'm generous, and when I'm generous, I feel good about myself. Like, like if just do it for the other person. Don't You're getting into like stuff. the good place point system on that, like you know, right, what I yes. mean? like yeah, like the reason why you're doing it, you get negative good. You're place counting points. points, and it's yeah, yeah. No, it makes you lose points. Oh, I forgot about that reference. I gotta rewatch that show, man, because that's yeah, it's so fantastic. good. Uh, okay. Anyway. Oh, and thank you for um, putting us in your 200 plus podcast rotation. We really appreciate that. That makes us feel super important. And the fact that you joined our Discord, which means that you're like really engaged. I love you so much. Thank you. Yeah, that it means a lot to us. Really, <laughs> like not sarcastic yeah. anyway. It really does mean a lot. So that's our um, that's our emails. So thank you for for sending them in. I'm just checking to make sure that there isn't anything else. Okay, good. Um, so the last piece of the Storybook Daily Mirror is we have to play our voicemails, which we got a few of since we took a week off. So let's get into those. Uh, oh, my. There's uh, also um, Leo. I didn't realize we had. This is the first time we've had a 3 We had somebody with a voicemail, an email, and a text in the same episode. Oh, my gosh. A first triple threat. Let's see. I love it's I always feel kind of subconscious about calling because of my voice, but then also weird because I always figured no one wants to hear what I'm saying, but then again, you guys asked, so why not? And specifically, you asked about where were we two years ago. Uh, two years ago, I was at the end of a three-year recovery from my knee injury. It was in pre-deployment. I was supposed to go to get deployed, but didn't work out. So three years after that, March 8th, my contract ended. I couldn't re-enlist or extend my contract because I was a sergeant for too long, and the Marine Corps doesn't like that, so got booted. And the following week, so it was March 8th, we had the following week, we got COVID. New York got hit very hard mm. fast. everything turned into like the movie I Am Legend mm. 10 days of a low grade fever and when I used to get sick which is rare but I tend to sleep it off but I didn't really eat or drink funny enough I actually didn't realize I lost my sense of taste because I wasn't eating or drinking mm. oh, well. oh my gosh got over it um, but yeah uh, New York City, 1.6 million people in Manhattan, and that number doubles during the workday. And yeah, don't be here for a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> but that's where I was two years ago. Actually, two years ago to the date. So that's where I was. Thank you, Leo. 
for sharing Thank your, you, your 2020 experience. Thank you, Leo. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I Am Legend, that put a chill yeah, right into my I spine. Yeah, I Am Legend. That no, movie creeps me no out. No way. Movie creeps me out. <laughs> I can't. It's too real. I can't. It's, it's too, and it's too close to home. Yeah, that's like, a too real kind of scary for me. Like, I don't do well. I, it gives me a stomach ache. Like, that's scarier than, like, it clowns and stuff and, like, horror yeah. movies. To me, like, those psychological thrillers, they freak me out for days after I watch the movie. I'm like, could that happen? <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, that and The Happening, which isn't even as realistic, but for some reason, it still really gets to me. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Leo. We now have Megan from Las Vegas. All right, let's do it. Sounds fun. Does sound fun. <laughs> hey guys, it's Megan from Las Vegas, and Ooh. I just wanted to tell you that I was so just sounds good when I listened to uh, to episode forty-eight of the podcast. I my dad pro- pro- uh, projected it onto well, not projected, but connected it to a Bluetooth speaker. Ooh. My entire family listens to you guys talk about me, and I'm just so glad that you think I'm cool. Anyway, I want yeah. to tell you guys um, a fun little, like, antidote slash story about my 13th birthday. For that birthday specifically, I wanted to have a once-themed event because I couldn't have a party. Good taste. We, my entire family just kind of sat on the couch and watched my favorite episodes of Once, and I dressed like Regina. It was like the most best thing ever. I was so happy to do it. That sounds amazing. I also wanted to say that I believe that in episode 48 that you guys are amazing, and you should be... Words aren't working. <laughs> uh, you should, like, be proud of your opinions and I know you guys probably are, but I just want to know that no matter what you guys say, I'm going to be listening because you know I'm loyal. I'm a loyal. Uh, I'm a loyal viewer. Okay. And finally, I love the long episodes. They make a great listening thing for when I go off to school, and it helped me ignore all those gross other middle schoolers. It's 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 a nice soundtrack to my day, and I wish I could listen to it throughout the entire day. But you know cool uh i would just like to thank you guys for all your kind words let you know that again you guys are cool and you should not be embarrassed about your long rant because it's one of my favorite parts of the podcast i hope this is coherent and makes any amount of sense but if it doesn't well that's just how i roll anyway again this is megan from las vegas and i would just like to say stay gold stay rumble I love these people. (laughs) Megan, you are awarded a very prestigious award that I will play this sound for. Uh, It's the first person to make Isla cry from a voicemail (laughs) from a story Uh, award, and you win it. You won it. Congratulations. (laughs) Isla's not crying. That was so nice. <laughs> I also just like I have created an entire Instagram brand for Megan and just Megan from Las Vegas. Like it just sounds so fun. It does. You're an influencer now, according to us. We just decided that. You've influenced us. To That's like, your name now. Yeah. Megan. Megan. F- Megan from Las Vegas. Megan from Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh Oh my gosh, that was just, that was the best. You are for sure the coolest middle schooler that I know. (laughs) 
That's hundred percent. I don't know a lot of middle schoolers, but you're. If I did, you'd be the. I do. Honestly, they suck. That's true, so you do. the fact that yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. That was really sweet. And uh, my God, your cute little voice. I just want to put you in a little, <laughs> a little Polly Pocket thing. Shout just out to mom around. and dad too, and Shout everybody to that was listening. Dad. Thanks, That's guys. Bomb ass thirteenth birthday party. Are you kidding me? Dressed you have a really like cool kid. Your ro- All these people out here having Bridgerton parties, and Megan's out here with a once upon a time theme thirteenth birthday party, dressed like Regina, just having their their family watch all the episodes. That's that's awesome. I uh, I <laughs> we are not usually just like lost for words, but I, I kind of that one that was a good one. That was, it's not because it wasn't good. It's because it was so good that we're like, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I hope my kid's that cool. D- thank you. Okay. First of all, your kid is definitely going to be this cool. <laughs> this is the role model. Okay. For yeah. Jane right here. But like, oh my gosh. It's giving me Harbor in 12 years vibes. Yes. Thank you for your, for your loyalty. We appreciate you listening no matter what. I'm glad that we, uh, have the sign off of the fam see like i said family we have families are an important part of this whole thing i'm really glad we're passing the vibe check i I feel like we are the gardens out there yeah thank you and you know what we didn't um compromise some solid progressive parenting right there yeah and and look at this Look at these bomb kids that came out of that progressive parenting. Yeah, honestly, for real. Like respectful, caring, loving kids. <laughs> you know? Like cool kids. <laughs> like Lucas. Lucas's brother, whose name I forgot already. Zach? Zach? Is it Zach? Nathaniel? Yeah. Like, we, we... No, I wasn't no, I wasn't putting a question mark. I was saying it's Zach. Zach, okay. Lucas, Zach, Megan. I know we have more too. But like these are the byproduct of parents who aren't just they didn't just show up. They taught lessons. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is somebody who called in to two strangers on a, on a, essentially a radio show to just be like, you guys are awesome. And like we feel good about you doing that for us. You did that because you're, cause you're so nice yeah. and awesome. That makes a big difference because I know, honestly, forgive me, a lot of shitty kids. Like I know kids who are just mean for no yeah. reason and who are not nice to each other or to adults or to anything and everything is, you know, like, and that's just not this vibe. This vibe, I, that this is the vibe that we, this is something that we said in the beginning. We said, we said, no one's going to listen to this. Like four people are going to listen to this, but they're going to be four really cool people. Because we're only trying to attract the people who will put up with our shenanigans. And now we have 71 people in a Discord and like three or 400 people who listen to this during a week who are all... I know we've never talked to some of you because we only talked to like a handful less than 100 of you. I know all 400 of you are this cool. I know that for a fact. You have to be. Because you're listening to 50 episodes of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the ones who show up. I'm talking about three or 400 people who always show up within the first seven days of an episode drop. I can see that metric. I can see it. Yeah. It shows it to me every single week. So I know you're there. And if you're showing up every week like that, it's because this is your vibe. And this is a 13 year old. I am so impressed. I, I can't even speak. Like, honestly. I don't care that you're stumbling over your words. Honestly, you're actually more articulate than some full-grown adults that I know. So please don't be embarrassed about you stumbling over stuff. It's just, seriously, like, that was beautiful. Thank you. 
<laughs> I can't form a coherent sentence at all during the show, literally ever. So we, if yeah. you can show up, you probably and give out a whole monologue and kill it. Hats off. To that you. was two minutes of you talking to yourself and just killed it. Yeah, like, you should just you should come and host this show with us because because you're gonna probably do Megan than from us. Las Vegas. Megan from Las it. Vegas, uh, please keep calling into the show because your voice is just adorable. I can't stand it. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll hopefully we'll hear from Megan again. We just put her on the spot, so I'm I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that's not putting any pressure. Uh, Let's see. We got another Leo one. Let's see what this is about. I'm going to pause this to say, I'm going to get on your case, Leo. Stop being embarrassed about and self-conscious about you calling into the show because you're awesome. And some of the best conversations that we've had have happened regardless of whether you're calling or whether you're texting or whether you're emailing. Super like high level intellectual discourse back and forth and we don't even have to be talking back to each other that's the thing is that you're doing yeah. all this and engaging in conversation without even talking like in a dialogue with us you just send it out into the universe and we have to do it without you you're amazing all so of s- his points are such conversation yeah. starters stop getting down on yourself for you sound great you sound just like the rest of us boneheads <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna put that one to bed because you're awesome Yes. I'm in that weird in between where what I want to say is too long for a text message, but too short for an email. I understand the conundrum. I just heard Mackie, just for me, but quite a while for you. (laughs) Mackie talking about Gene Espenson's writing and how he felt that it was uh, kind of a symphony. Yeah. I believe you said. Like it was music. Yeah. Well, you just said it and I already forget, but. It reminded me of Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin yep. Of, uh, West Wing. Let's go. If I'm not mistaken, he talks about his writing style. Now, with his parents, from a young age, he used to go to yep. plays. Mm-hmm. And he said, if I don't see if I can quote this correctly. Well, I'm going to paraphrase. He says that he, at a young age, going to these plays, didn't understand the story or what was happening. But he loved the sound of the dialogue. And to him, it sounded like music. He wanted to imitate that. And he goes on to talk about this and how basically that's how his writing style is. Mm-hmm. Known to be very snappy, repetitive, and clever. And he's very good at dialogue. So when you said that, it reminded me of that. On another note, Jane Espenson, such a good writer. But I just realized... She's the creator of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Hmm. I think it's also running or ran at the same time that this season is running, season three. Hmm. I actually never saw it, so I can't really comment on it. But that also reminded me, you just mentioned Vina and Hercules. I don't think we've ever talked about backdoor pilots. Backdoor pilots, yep. I don't think that happened with Once Upon a Time for Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. But it did Hercules, where a pilot will be within another show. Yep. And it's kind of used as a pilot. I think they did that with JAG and NCIS. NCIS, yep. Few TV series have done that. But yeah, those are my quick two cents. (laughs) So, okay. Leo brings this up. Thank you very much for, again, additional great information. Killing it. So, backdoor pilots specifically are when a show 
has a character that they want to spin off into their own show. So they make one episode of that main show about that character. And then they take that episode and they pitch that episode to the network. And they say, what if the entire show was like this, but they get their own people. They get their own side characters, whatever. That's, that's a backdoor pilot. So, for instance, if you watch the DC shows, The Arrow um, was a show for season one. And then they put in the character of The Flash from the comics in one episode of The Arrow. They pitched it. And then The Flash got its own show. So that entire show was the Flash helping Arrow, so which allows the network to see the fleshed out version of that character and like, you know what I mean? Like how Oh my gosh. So that's so so in Hercules and Xena, Hercules It's like TV show nepotism. It is it's like in, it's almost like uh what do they like not inception when it's like a Russian doll thing. So in Hercules, it was a Hercules episode where Xena, another character from the Amazon, right, came in and helped Hercules out. And they had their whole, it was a two-episode two arc. Uh, and then when they were done, they took that and showed it to the network and said, we want to do a Hercules, but a female version with this character. And they spun Xena and the legendary, or Xena, I forget what, the, what it's called, off into its own show. That's the wow. way, it's the way, because you can use the momentum of a show that's already running, already got a following, already have ratings. Instead of doing a pilot on a show and spending all that money, you can test it out in a show that's already going. And if the network says no, you can always do something else to do whatever. Later, there's no risk. So that's what backdoor pilots are. And he's right. There was no backdoor pilot to Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, unless you kind of count spinning off that like Once Upon a Time, uh, sorry, the, the Wonderland episodes with the Mad Hatter and stuff. But a backdoor pilot would have been them pitching that. And then right after that episode happened, shortly before the end of the season, that's when the show would start. That would have been the backdoor pilot right. if they pitched it. I think they just had a good thing going and Jane already had a good track record. So they just ran with it. So, yep. Um, thank you, Leo, for that. Uh, and now we'll get into our next voicemail. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Hey, sick hat. Sick <laughs> outfit you got on. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Oh my God. Thanks. It's so nice of you. You too. You look great. If you don't know what we're talking about, where, uh, you should go check out Spotify. We just did a quick little outfit change. Yeah. That was just a, <laughs> that was just to keep it fresh. It's like the Tonys. Like you go off stage and then come back and then you're like, we're in a new Yeah. Show. Yeah, for no reason. All right. Here we go. Ashley. Hi, Island Mackie. It's Ashley. So what I want to talk about isn't really about the show in particular, but something you talked about before the show. You okay. kept talking about some of the scary movies you grew up with, like The Witches. By the way, I grew up with, I grew up with that, too. And that was horrifying. Thank you. <laughs> it is. Honestly, it. nowadays, it's like I, I grew up with my mother's taste in movies, so a lot of the stuff that I was like you know influenced by and watched were you know the classics indiana jones star wars you know all of that uh, i actually tried to watch the first indiana jones when i was six i was determined to and instantly turned it off when i got to that scene where the uh, traitorous helper in the beginning uh finds himself on the wall of spikes oh yeah that was, that was intense you know the scene i'm talking about i do you can imagine that it was traumatic for a six-year-old <laughs> <laughs> but um the one that got me quite a bit, and I will always remember this, was Disney's Return to Oz. Ooh. Yes! Oh what? My God. Can you pause? I sure can. Ashley, I'm so sorry. We have to pause. 
That's, yeah. This movie, I have it on VHS. I will never fucking open that and watch it again. This is hands down the scariest movie I have ever seen in my life. I need to I need to go reinvestigate this. I feel like I've seen it before, gonna, but I don't remember. I'm going to see what Ashley has to say about Return to Oz. But let me just say, this is the... I, I am waiting for Harper to be the perfect age where she thinks, like that first time that she says that she's cooler than me. Oh, I'm going to show her that movie and I'm going to humble her yeah, real quick. Yeah, that's the humbling. Okay, I got you. The humbling video. All right. All right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I'm going to rewind just a tiny bit before I move on. No, this is this is, this is is great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If she says she wants us to do a movie club on it, we're... Ooh. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so scared. I know. I'm so scared. I'm the only live action sequel to the original, like, 1930s. Oh, my God. No, wait. We went back too far. <laughs> What's going on here? But um, the one that got me here go. quite a bit, and I will always remember this, was Disney's Return to Oz. The only live-action sequel, at least in my mind, it's the only live-action sequel, to the original, like, 1930s. And mm-hmm. the amount... Oh, my God. It's, like, night and day compared, comparing the two. Uh, I was eight, and I was in Walmart with my mother, and I saw Return to Oz. I did not realize, I think at the time, that it was going to be so different compared to the original 1930s one, which I was obsessed with throughout my early childhood and would watch repeatedly over and over and over. Same. Just in one day. <laughs> so I I beg her to get it for me. I take it home. I'm watching it. Uh, I get to a, specific, a, a particular scene, and... Let's just say it involves the character Mombi and a lot of screaming and a headless body. Yes. Oh my God. And the point is, I, I, want, I don't want to ruin it in case you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to ruin it. I was so traumatized. I turned the TV off, took the tape out of the VHS player, and told my mother, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't escape it later in life because my cousin had a copy. But once I finally got through it, through it i mean it was scary but it's also beautiful and the amount of work put into it is wonderful so my question is have you guys seen it and if you haven't would you watch it maybe for a watch party if you have the time i don't know so all right she said it well thanks for listening bye well ashley first of all thank you for your contribution appreciate you but also but also I I feel like I have. I don't remember. I don't I honestly don't remember. I feel like I have and it, I was I don't know. I feel like it was distracted. It made no sense because Dorothy was younger than Judy Garland was in the right. original Wizard of Oz. I do remember so that. It's this yeah. Young girl and like she gets put in a mental institution. Because yes, they is think she's familiar. crazy talking about Oz, and she's getting like electric shock therapy, and oh my god, and she ends up you know going back to Oz or whatever. I think we storm. should. It's... I think we should do this for a movie club. <sighs> it is so because I don't remember. I don't totally remember clearly, so I feel like it. Would... <laughs> I could just. I don't know. I feel like we should try. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Have it on VHS. No, it's on Disney Plus now, though. Is it? Is it? Yes, I think I saw it on there the other day. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Is it Return to Oz? We could see. Let's see. Return 
to us. Uh, YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, Vudu, Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus. D plus. There you have it, ladies and gents. So maybe, maybe let's let's see what let's see what it's 1985. Uh, it stars random people I've never heard of. Uh, it is the unofficial sequel to the 1939 version. Um, in the plot, Dorothy returns to the land of Oz. To find it has been conquered by the Gnome King, she must restore it with her new friends, Belina, TikTok, Jack Pumpkinhead, the Gump, and Princess Ozma. That does not sound as ominous as I remember it actually being. <laughs> you know, it's terrifying. Maybe, maybe we'll dig it up. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll try. No promises. Okay, but... wait. Is there a trailer? Oh, sure. I can. I can. Hold on. Play yeah, the trailer, a... and then we'll have people vote. No. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Return. Uh, this is good. We're doing this. We're doing this live, guys. We're doing this live. Episode wait. fifty. Here we are. Let's plan out our bonus content. Return to Oz trailer 1985. All right, here we go. Uh, let's bring this up here. Let me set this up real quick. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. I'm sweating. All right, here we go. <gasps> Hold on, I gotta, there we go. You, uh, you mentioned something about a, a tiger. A lion, a cowardly lion. And he could talk too, like the scarecrow and the tin man. Remember how we spoke? Not to talk about us. Because it's just <gasps> my imagination. Quick pause. That little girl is the girl from Waterboy. The crazy girlfriend, the goth one. That's her. Oh my gosh. You ever yeah, seen Waterboy? Right. Yeah. Just how did you get back from She's crazy. <laughs> you put them on and you click the heels three times. And then you said, there's no place like home. Yeah, why is she so young? That's weird. I don't remember this. I know you don't want to go to the doctors, but you just haven't slept the night right through since the tornado. This electrical marvel will make it possible for you to sleep again. And then, my friends are in trouble. I know it. We're in trouble, Dorothy. The, the 80s are so weird. <laughs> what is happening? The 80s are so weird. Oh my god, the sandwiches. I forgot how weird this movie is. Oh god. This is this this would make a great movie for my club. So is it I haven't done anything to you! Isn't that a stolen lunch bail in your hand? Isn't that a chicken in there with you? Chicken! The gnome king 
doesn't allow chickens anywhere in the Who's the gnome king? Who's the gnome king? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's not over yet. No, there it is. It is over. Okay. So, is it supposed to be a horror movie? It sure is playing off like one. Terrifying. That's very odd. Very okay. The this, unofficial sequel. This is how they get me. The next video said top ten Wizard of Oz facts that will ruin your childhood. I'm like, oh, yes, Mrs. Mojo, I want to see what that is. Like, oh they my always, God, absolutely. They always get me with the next video every time. Well, that's crazy talk. That's that's bananas. Okay, uh, all right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll we'll you gotta vote. We'll talk. We'll talk about it off the air. You got to vote in Discord. We'll see if we can. Uh, yeah, if we can make some sense out of that. Uh, Ashley, you've rocked the boat. Thank you. You did. Thank you, you shook for us the, up. This is good. This is this is what we want. Uh, we got our last one. We got another long one here. Um, I cannot see who it is. So let's find out. Let's find <laughs> out together. Let's find out. <laughs> it's like a mystery. All right, here we go. Friends, uh, it's Addie from the Discord. Happy. Um, so I'm also like calling it like mm, 11 at night, but it's fine because I just I can't stop thinking about this. But I never really realized until we started like this current Neverland arc just how smart they were when they decided to reimagine the uh, Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Because like. When you think about the original like movie and like the original versions, the Lost Boys kind of always gave me like that group of friends, like the neighborhood little like group of kids who would all hang out and play pretend. Mm-hmm. But now like they really like aged them all up. Like these kids look like they're like they're teenagers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like of course, like there's Felix, Machine Gun Kelly, little emo <laughs> blonde boy. But it's just it's so in a way that I didn't realize because Henry's younger than these guys. Like, and he visibly looks younger. And what do young boys pretty much on the edge of puberty want to do? They want to be like the older guys that they see growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's to kind of almost like, not even subconsciously, but like, I don't think he notices, but there's a big chance that he probably wants to impress these guys yep. and be a part of their group because they're older than him. They look cooler than him. They have so much freedom that they're teenagers and they never get to grow up. And like, that's something that I don't think they actually like address in the Neverland arc itself, but it's such a smart little thing of casting because it's like, yeah, it makes sense that Henry eventually maybe would want to join them because who wouldn't want to be a teenager forever? I mean, within reason teenage dumb sucks but yeah and then of course going into like the whole like there was a hazing uh conversation that happened on the discord that i was kind of like oh this is kind of insane but like it makes sense that these kinds of things would be done by teenage boys versus young boys because i don't think young boys would think it'd be fun to like pretty much play like a saw game with each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, um, I'm loving this, this arc, this conversation, which is new because I'm not a big Neverland fan. Uh, but I like it when y'all talk about it. So thanks so much for all that you do. I will catch you on the flippy flop in the Discord. <laughs> ah, thanks, Eddie. <laughs> 
get you on the flippity flop. Uh, this is a great, great point because Henry, you know, they created a vacuum here. You know, they created a void of power that could be filled with Henry's curiosity, with his desire to, you know, Henry's kind of growing up too. He would be at what point he'd be like 12, 13 at this point. Yeah, 12 or 13. Something like that. So when you're that young, I, I remember being that young and I, <laughs> my best friend uh, was four years older than me, but we, we hung out together all the time and, and usually it was fine. I was a little bit more mature and he was kind of a little bit, you know, kind of <laughs> overly playful and he, right. So we kind of met each other in the middle a little bit, but because he was older, all of his friends skewed a little bit older. So I was like 13 or 14 and he was, you know, like 18 or 17 or whatever. I guess it wasn't. No, I'm sorry. That's not true. He was one. He was one year older than me. And his friends were four years older than me because his friends were older. So he would. So I was like 13 or 14. He was like 15. But his friends were like almost 20. You know what I mean? Oh. So so they got to do stuff that like he could do, but I couldn't always get in, you know, involved mm-hmm. in depending on what it was. So because we had gone to high school together and we were because we were one year apart until, you know, I came in as a freshman and, or now what the hell? My, my math is crazy. Oh, that's what it was. I was a freshman and he was a senior. It was just just enough of a gap where we got to spend a little bit of time in high school together. Yeah. But like when he graduated, I was then a sophomore and spent the rest of my high school by on my own. Right. So he yeah. so he kind of I was like the little brother who kind of came into the school. He was like passing the baton off to. So then yeah. he graduated and it was like, all right, well, I, I, I got to inherit some of his friends that were older, but also any of his friends that were younger became kind of my friends and then and i still talk to them and you know but like the older ones i always remember they would like i have a vivid memory of the first spider-man coming out in 2000 whatever that was one or two or something like that 2001 because it was a whole thing with 9-11 and i vividly remember that we were downtown brooklyn which is literally like where we were you could see the bridge that goes into the city and it was literally a split where we were about to go home and it was like i'm gonna go into the city and go watch this spider-man movie with my friends this is him right and i was like can i go and i i have a vivid memory of like that was where my mom drew the line she's like you're going into manhattan by yourself with these people like stop it you're going home which by the way my mom if you're listening thank you for doing that because that was that was that was a good call (laughs) it's so crazy how like me 10 years ago would be like oh my god lame and me now yeah I'm like, oh my god good on barb right like, right you know right I mean? like, like thank you my, she was... my villain switches like that oh when yeah it comes to all of the decisions i made yeah. back then. i'm like oh my and god amazing I, I made a big stink about it but she was my mom was really great growing up with me she always tried to you know make sure that she was reasonable so she it was a little give and take sometimes when she put her foot down i had to respect it because she did give give when it was appropriate right and in this case she was like that's too much we're gonna go home (laughs) but that's a safety concern of course exactly yeah and of course i was like and she really had to kind of use that as a teaching point to be like you can't do everything nick does he's older than you right so Mm -hmm. it will catch up don't worry but there is a line there there's a lot of things that will be fine and it's okay and i know he'll, he'll look out for you and everything but there's some times where you got to realize that that's not you that's not your dad right and i remember from that point on it for me i was like i looked up to those guys because they were like where i was gonna be so i i have a vivid memory of like constantly trying to not impress them but like 
be on the same level with them, which really did mature me up a lot because I couldn't be the goofy little kid when they were all hanging out trying to be adults. You know, I had, I had to kind of step up a little bit and be, I had to play it cool. You know, (laughs) you gotta like, you gotta grow up a little. And I feel like, you know, putting Henry in this position where he has people to look up to, Right. And now he's he's got his his integrity. He's got he's kind of a you know loner. He's a little bit independent. You know, he's got he's got his own thing going on. But but she's <laughs> Jughead she's, from Riverdale. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm weird. <laughs> but like the fact that he, you know, that they that Peter knows that it's not going to be like, oh, look how much fun we're having. Like they know they're going to have to work on him because he's got kind of a strong resolve. But look yeah. at the environment that it's around. They're all like hooting and hollering and jumping around. And, you know, this is a really good point. Like they do seem to have a lot of freedom and have, you know, th- there's this like older teenager feel of the this looks like your older brother's friends. Like his would be Henry's older siblings buddies yeah. that he was he's at a house party and they're being crazy. And he's like, I don't want to break the rules. And they're like, ah, you're lame. Eventually, that's going to wear on him, you know? Yeah. I do remember vaguely where this storyline goes. And I know this becomes a thing. I don't. But I don't remember the details. I, I, obviously, yeah. with TV, they're going to do the thing they're forecasting, right? They're, they're ex- the exposition on this is pretty obvious that Peter's working on him to try and betray him, make him betray, you know, the right. adults. And he even said, you know, by the time you find him, he's not going to want to leave. So we obviously, it's TV. We know that's going to happen. But right. I don't remember the details of how or what the packaging is. So I'm excited to get there to see, like, how that unfolds because I want to see how much because I, I, I'm pretty sure this is true. Like they don't ever like address it directly, but I want to see yeah. now that we all know this and we are looking at it through this lens, how much that's going to have an effect on it of like, I want to see if Henry is like longing for adulthood and see the adults in his life treated him so much like an adult. He forced them to, he forced them to respect him as an adult. So I don't think he ever, was treated so much like a kid that he longs for this because he has this. Like Emma treats him like an adult. Yeah. Even Regina, to to a certain degree, charming. They all treat him with the respect of an older kid. That even, but everybody has a breaking point. Everybody's got a price. Everybody, right? Even even a social yeah. and emotional one. So I'm now curious as to like, what is Henry's? What is the turning point that's going to make him change? Because there is one. I don't remember what it is though. I honestly don't. So. And Damn, last Pan, I just I don't remember how manipulative Pan gets with Henry's feelings, and, uh, yeah. like making him feel like nobody wants. Yeah, him yeah. We have, we're seeing the beginnings of it a little bit. Yeah, but we but we haven't. But I really... don't remember where it goes with the actual. Oh, I remember story. what happens kind of after, you know, but not yeah. the but not this. But which I think this is the juicy part that sets it up to. Be, be, pan, I mean, spoilers, not spoilers. Like Pan is one of the most dangerous villains. I think maybe we see ever. I think Pan is the most dangerous villain out yeah. of all of them in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, because so this is this is kind of intense. Like, and we're and I, I like the fact that right now he does not seem that way. He seems like a Peter Pan that we would be used to. They made him darker, yes, but it still feels familiar. It still feels pranky. Right. It still feels like it doesn't feel dark. But I yet. just he's so deeply ingrained as the worst villain yeah. in all of this yeah. whole entire series, Cora included. Cora included. I agree. I agree because Cora, Cora's evil is easy to uh, sniff out. It's easy understand. to see. It. Yeah, you can see. It's, it's she wears to, it on her not sleeve. Not understand, but it's like she's a basic villain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By the book. Are you yeah, it's very milk. Uh, very embarrassingly, this is Corona Premier Light Beer. I am okay. not. 
I'm sorry. I just thought you were drinking a glass of milk, and I was like, we need to end the podcast. I feel like that might have been better than 90 calorie Corona Premier water. I'm gonna garbage. Oh wait, it's water. No, it's Corona Premier. I'm just saying it's it's basically water because it's garbage. Uh, the only reason I'm drinking it is because I need to get it out of my fridge because it's been there for too long. Honestly, I was gonna make a bourbon, like a proper alcohol drink okay but. toxic masculinity you can have a fucking corona shut up <laughs> i'm toxic masculinity myself <laughs> yeah we're gonna shut that shit right down stop that right now you're like <laughs> gaslighting I wanted yourself to drink because you had a drink like a man i know you're like, just, like a proper drink like, just, shut the fuck up you you can have your <laughs> beer okay i'll just i'll just take my tampon out and and drink this wow i know god (laughs) no i was just man i think i'm more i'm I'm more upset not because of the toxic masculinity part i'm more upset because this is not what i want to be drinking i'm just drinking it because i don't want to throw it in the garbage (laughs) so i'm just like trying to get rid of it yeah reduce reuse recycle exactly but i needed a drink because i had the day from hell so you know hmm Cheers, everyone. You're welcome for that pause. Uh, so now we are done with voicemails. Uh, yeah, we're done with the Daily Mirror. Bye, I think guys. that also means we were done with the Daily Mirror. This show, this show is a runaway chaos train, and I will never get tired of it. I got to be honest. Uh, with you. I won't either, because you know what? We still show up. We do. Listeners show up. still show up. It's also episode fifty, y'all. I uh, I don't have celebration. I need to make celebration its own its own thing. Oh wait, I don't, what? Insert uh, Disney's fiftieth celebration song here. Thank you. My God, do you really want me to edit that in? All right. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting copyrighted or anything, so yeah, it's the fiftieth episode. Well, he- well, here it is. I'll put a little marker for myself. There you go. I'll put. The, I'll uh, thank you for the thank you for the editing note. And thank you out there for listening to our cutting room floor edit room <laughs> while on the air. While Welcome we... to our show. This is our show. Uh, people that love us, people that hate us, oh, we got... people that feel indifferent towards us. Welcome. Yeah, as my friend would say, uh, show up. You be there or be elsewhere. That's what he says. <laughs> 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 Which I really like. L7 Weenie. L7 Weenie. Uh, would you like to do show pre-show so that I Hell can yeah. drink the rest of this girly beer? <laughs> Welcome to the show pre-show where there's no boys allowed because they can't leave the talk masculinity at the door. It's season three, episode four, Nasty Habits. Oh my god. Toxic masculinity. Fun of your drink of choice. <laughs> <laughs> Character backstory, Rumblestilskin, Balefire, two men that also need to check themselves occasionally. Hey, look, we got a theme. We got a theme going on. We got here. a theme going on here. October 20th, 2013. Oof. Uh, that was the beginning of my senior year. Wow. Uh, uh, written by hmm. David H. Goodman and Robert Hull. Some familiar voices yeah. this week. Yeah, 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 for sure. And directed by David Boyd. I don't know if they've ever done anything together, but definitely yeah. two people that we've been heard from before we got some ratings we're still hanging out in the seven millions last week was 7.53 this week 7.05 so it went down a little bit i'm not sure why people aren't really digging the pan i thought this was a great storyline i know yeah, a lot of people who don't I like it would have definitely showed up every week for this and i know we say this about every episode but like, because even even the ones that thinking? are but even the ones that are really bad i don't think deserve 
you to not come back next week. Even the toxic yeah. masculinity one, I'm like, well, okay, I get it. I'm really upset by it, but that doesn't indicate that the whole storyline and the whole show is bad. No, absolutely know? not. I mean, we all of our shows go through, like, not every single... The only show in the history, I think, for me, of, of my TV watching that had, did not have a single bad episode is the good place. That's the only one I've ever gone all the way through and been like I didn't there was no dip for me. I didn't I didn't experience yeah, one. There really wasn't even a dip in even that show. Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and like some of my favorite Mike Shore shows and all those shows there are a couple New episodes Girl had a dip, New Girl yeah like, where there's a couple episodes you could just do without, you know. Yeah. And even New Girl, even the dip ones are funny, but the good place was like fives every time. You know what yeah. I mean? So God, I would love to do a podcast on the show. If I had more time, I swear to God, that would, oh, that, that because the conversations that that sparked, because I listened to The Good Place, the podcast, the actual official yeah. one from NBC, every single episode, and uh, that's another one. That's another podcast that I listened to. Not a single bad one, because every single episode they were reviewing so was so good. The conversation sparked, and that was uh, Mark Evan Jackson, um, who is plays Sean, who is hilarious, yeah. and- Every single show had a guest star like Ted Danson and Janet right. and, you know, Kristen Bell and like all those people were on the show and the writers. So every single time you're sitting with the hilarious people that actually made the show and they are so goddamn funny. It just sounds I, like a good time. It's just, yeah. yeah. So I was like, God, this is so it's hundreds of episodes. Like every single one was so great. This show just, you know, it suffers from the same thing every other show does. There's some bad, but like people just, just abandon ship. They just really, yeah, felt, I felt like it was really galvanizing because I remember people talking about this show. There's a lot of people who were just like, oh, I hate it. It's really cheesy and stupid. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't get that vibe when I watched it. I right. Know. I don't know. All right. Let's get into the synopsis. Sure. Mr. Gold makes a decision to confront Pan, but will he go there to save Henry or give in to the prophecy that the boy will be his undoing? <sighs> Neil finds himself back in Neverland and is in the custody of one of Pan's most loyal lost boys. Oh, Machine that Kelly. Kid we cannot. Yeah. Fucking stand. Yep. <laughs> and David struggles for his life as the poison continues to take its toll on him. Meanwhile, in the fairy tale land that was, Rumpelstiltskin goes in search of a missing bay who has followed a mysterious figure who steals away children <laughs> with his music. So good. Everyone give a round of applause for our synopsis right here. Isla, you did so good. Uh, yeah. That, okay. First thoughts. What are your initial thoughts on the synopsis? It feel, does it feel good? Feels like it's going to be an interesting episode? I don't know. Well, Neil's going to be back in Neverland, so bye-bye Milan. For now. Probably. I think. I don't think she comes with him. <laughs> I'm still, like, residually mad at David, so I'm like... Oh, do I really care that you're struggling oh. for your life with the poison inside? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Um, speaking of which, uh, in our voicemail, um, Addie brought out the disc. Thank you, first of all, for bringing in the Discord conversations to to here to the live show because there's a lot of there's been a this particular week there's been a lot of conversation on Discord, really yes. healthy, really robust conversations uh, about this and that for from specifically from the pod, uh, and there was a lot of conversation about the Mulan Aurora stuff, um, which important. I want to point out they were very interesting takes that I don't necessarily disagree with, even though they were disagreeing with our take on it because there was a lot of takes from when this was live on the show in 2013 
and mm -hmm. and I keep forgetting because I didn't watch it live. So even even my experience from before watching it now wasn't in 2013, right? Um, but they were talking about a lot of like LGBTQ agendas on TV and the fact that this was actually a you know this this always becomes a really divisive conversation because some people are like, oh, thank you for doing anything at all because you didn't have to, and then a lot yeah. of people are going, well, you did the bare minimum, so that makes you a villain, you know, because you right. didn't because you didn't do it all the way. And honestly, I have a hard time arguing with that because I get where a lot of people are coming from, from that side to say, you just dip your toe in and then you went, well, I fulfilled the d diversity and inclusion, so I'm going to walk away. And and I, I kind of understand that that is sort of a cop out. And it's interesting to like go back and research, which I did not do for this show, but if you research other things of like how it got through in the first place that Hollywood is, is famously misogynistic. Hollywood is famously a boys club. It's also famously very, very conservative, right? Everybody's sensitive about everything. So is getting something through a win? Sometimes it's like a woman really pushes the agenda and they told her no, and she does it anyway. And then, and then that goes on TV or it ends up in a movie. And then people go, that's not enough because, and they don't realize that the backstory is it was a miracle. They even got that everything. far. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was some kind of progress. So I, I always, I'm, I'm, I personally am always hesitant to just knock something so aggressively, not knowing what it took to even get that far. Like I always yeah. think like because I try to like spin it a little bit positive and go eat. Well, I, I, can, I see it as a win and then we can keep going from there. Right. Not that it's because yeah. it, if you just keep going that it's never enough. It becomes kind of like when are you satisfied? You know, like, like yeah. what what then is enough? But but I always respect those people who feel that way because some of them are part of the LGBTQ community. Some of them are sympathizers and allies of the, that community uh, or some of them have a personal reason why they feel that way. And a lot of respect was was out there when that conversation was happening in Discord about how that actually went down when it was when it was played live. So shout out to the Discord people. That was a really tricky conversation to get in and out of. And I just want to I really want to um, throw out uh, some some respect for our crew and our community out there who were so ultra respective or, or, or respectful to each other, you know, and like really honestly caring about each other's opinions and nobody was like fighting. And it's, it's just me being a, like, I hate this, but I'm like, for like a proud dad. I'm like, Oh, they're different. It was just, that could have gone so bad. And I yep. feel like it's, it's not just a reflection on us, but also the people who are maintaining that community, the people in the community who are keeping that respect alive. So I really wanted to shout that out. You guys are awesome. Our, Love our, it. Our Discord community means a whole lot to us. It's it's not just a place where where people hang out and talk. Like it it's it's a big deal over there. So if you haven't yeah. joined the Discord and you'd like to, I hope that changed your mind. Because <laughs> uh, it's it's it really is the the discourse is I mean not only is it fun, but there are some really poignant stuff. I feel like we all better each other when we have those conversations. So I really I really yep. love that that there is not only room for it to happen, but for it to happen with respect and and dignity, you know. So thank you guys. Exactly. And with that we'll start our production notes. Production. So production notes is when we talk about uh little behind the, the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes trivia and things that happen while they tape. Uh, this is actually a pretty short list today, so we can get right into watching the show. But as always, we start out production notes with the um, what the title card is referencing, because it's not always super clear when we look at the title card. Uh, last week was the cool Tinkerbell one. That was really awesome. I really yes. like that one a lot. This title card features, it looks like a lost boy. looks like a random lost boy. Hopefully not Machine Gun Kelly. Dancing around a fire. Probably going to be a machine gun. It probably is. It would be interesting if it's like Random Lost Boy or if it's like clearly like string being lanky guy. You know, like it's, yeah. he's got a good, uh, 
a good profile. Creepily anyway. dancing, not even normal. It wouldn't it, even be normal. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a weird piece of spaghetti. It'd be yeah, really exactly. weird. Exactly. <laughs> 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 we hate him so much for no, <laughs> for reason. no reason. He didn't really do anything. I don't know why. Why do we hate him so much? He didn't really do I anything. I really do think that. it's because I associate him with Machine Gun Kelly, and I fucking hate. Machine really? Gun I don't have that connection. I just I don't. This I, he has an untrustworthy face. <laughs> emo, 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 emo. Like that stupid thing that because his face Machine is long and he has did. long hair. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, did ooh, you see that? Oh. Sorry, I just dropped everything on my desk. Uh, oh my what are god, we are you drunk? No, of I'm not. Your corona? <laughs> my curly bears made me intoxicated, guys. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna. For, I'm gonna brag on my wife. This is why I. Th- she got me this Black Panther corksicle for my birthday, which I'm obsessed with. Uh, so look how fresh Sharp. this is, guy. Come, guys, come over to oh, Spotify video. Was a grandma thing of me to say, but so sharp, <laughs> so sharp. <laughs> a very, it's such a <laughs> handsome bottle. Um, the fuck? <laughs> uh, but it was. I literally put my hand on it, and it almost fell over and knocked over like everything in the vicinity. Not because I'm drunk, just because I, because I'm klutzy. Yeah, all right. Tell that to the breathalyzer, then, boy. I'm gonna get another. Say one. your alphabet backwards. Oh boy, I can't do that sober. Who can do that sober? First of all. Z Y X W V U C S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. Greek. I learned the alphabet backwards before I learned it forwards. So that you wouldn't get arrested. My parents taught it to me backwards first. They have a whole song. They taught it to you backwards first. Yeah. How interesting. Their little thing. Did you teach it to Harper backwards? Yeah. Z Y X W V U T S N R Q P. What? L K J I H G F V D and C B A. That was incredible. Ladies and gentlemen. I cannot do that. I never learned that. Wow. How did we how did we get here? Emo. That's what we were talking about. No. How did I get here? Pan left. How the hell? I need that sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got it. I got you. Well, I, I'll make it. In fact, we still haven't done this. We're going to do it for the movie club. I will get the Jordan Fisher version in the Hollywood Bowl. Remember I told you that he played Mark one time oh, randomly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to watch that for, for uh, Breaking Movie Club. That'd be great. Yeah. First, we have to finish Hamilton. <laughs> Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, we do. And then we can do the 37 movies we've, we've all earmarked for this. <laughs> Okay. Well, I think we should start with Rent, because that's very us. Anyway. Okay. I hope you guys like us digressing. We got through one production note, and we're, like, fucking off the deep end right now. <laughs> Whatever. Let's keep going. It's fine. <laughs> we're okay. Hidden details. The drawings on the cave walls show several memories from young Balefire's life. Ooh. Including yeah, here's a portal the list. with hands reaching into it, reflecting the events in the season one episode, The Return. Mm-hmm. The port and starboard symbol on Hook's ship from season two finale in Straight On Till Morning, Hook's grapple hook is also pictured. Oh, I love London, this. where Balefire lived for some time in season two episode, Second Start of the Right, a drawing of the Darling family and their dog Nana, which Balefire lived with for a short time cute. in season two episode, Second Start of the Right. A random mermaid. A mermaid. 
Graphic arts designer Neil Westlake created an illustration of Rumpelstiltskin for the cave, but this drawing never made it onto the screen. Boo! Who cut Ooh, that? Trauma. Who cut that? That's trauma. Boo. Daddy issues. Daddy right issues. <laughs> Daddy issues for sure. Uh, the Enchanted Forest flashbacks occur. Oh, I put this in. We usually don't say this, but this is important. The return that we were talking about. The Enchanted Forest flashbacks occur right uh, before. The Return, which is um, episode, uh, crap, sorry, episode uh, 19 of season one, which is when Bay falls into the portal. That's the one where we see him go to oh, the land he, without magic for the first time. Yeah. yeah. So we just have to keep in mind that the, they actually, they also happen after, is it after the return or before the return? Let me just look this, look at this really quick. I just want to make sure I'm not messing that up. Uh, it's at, yeah. So it's after a season six episode because they, they go into some in between details, Mm -hmm. which doesn't matter, but it is before, right before the portal stuff. So just keep that in mind while we're watching. Uh, Neil uses squid ink on Mr. Gold, which was first used in the price of gold and explained in into the deep. Yeah. So for the price of gold, squid ink was used. That was Cinderella. So they used it to freeze Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, yeah. And then into the deep was uh, the one with the fire was with um, Charming uh, talking to Snow. And they were they were saying they would um, they would do that again. They would freeze Rumpelstiltskin with them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or no, not Rumpelstiltskin, it was somebody. Maybe it was Regina or Cora or something like that. Anyway. Uh, Balefire's coconut was a real coconut and not a prop made for the show. Random random factoid for no reason. The scene in which Dylan Schmid betraying Balefire pushes a knife off the table took many tries due to the item's heavy weight. So I like this one because it's going to be such a non-moment in the show. And so I want to see if we can... If we can point it see out it, you know and, and see how like hard because i mean i want to know like what was the precision needed that they needed to do it more than once like is it because like he's it's pushing a knife off the table like pushing something off a table yeah. just means it falls off so what is the precision that it needed to be where they had to keep reshooting because right. it wasn't falling in the right spot or the right orientation or what is it anyway all right, production notes. Uh, so we do have a section called What's in the Hatch where we talk about um, the lost references. I know you haven't heard that sound in a long time because there hasn't been one. Uh, there's nothing different here. There is no lost references in this episode. Except we found lost references in lost episodes Girl. that yeah. they... So uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna fully put the kibosh on that yet. So we're gonna see if we can find some and if we do, then we'll play that sound. Um... So now, now we get to watch the episode. Very exciting. So we have a couple of really quick uh, features of the watch party that we would like to point out. So uh, one of them is a drinking game bell that we play. If you hear that bell, then it is time to sip your favorite beverage. Not Corona Ultra. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like me but that's what i'm doing so if you have an ultra type drink go ahead and do that or water or tea or i don't know whatever you forgot a drink and a snack girl it's okay we'll pause right after this and go grab it and then come back it's fine because i would like another corona ultra would you like to sponsor me corona because everybody's gonna go buy corona no because you absolutely shit on them corona do you want me to sponsor you because i do you want to sponsor me because i stood up for you do you want to know what else i did i I said the wrong fucking product name it's corona premiere i'm an asshole (laughs) it's not even it's not even what it's called use Um, coupon code isla for 10 10 percent off off. (laughs) 
<laughs> Guys were influencers. For uh, the girls. The coupon code is for the girls. <laughs> for the girls. <laughs> Solidarity. Um, if you hear this sound, that is the sound of us playing and pausing the episode. So if you are syncing your play along because you're not watching on Spotify video, then that is the sound uh, to hear. Uh, <laughs> there is one this week slightly controversial sound that we will be playing nonetheless because we don't change our methods due to current events but uh if you hear this particular sound yeah it's rewind time from a oscar award-winning slap fight champion award winner william smith (laughs) husband of jada smith wwe champion of the year uh, then we will be rewinding. That is that is the sound that we... And it's not fair because, Will, we've been using Will for a long time and now all of a sudden he's in the media and, you know, we, we got here first is all I'm saying. Like, we did it first. Honestly, so. though, we are ride or dies. So... And we are. We're sticking with you, Will. So. Yep, that's what we're doing. Uh, and last but not least, we do have one... Um, we have uh, the I can't even talk the, uh, the the reference to the episode title, which I already forgot, is nasty habits. So we have to find out who we think said the title uh, of the episode and who they're talking to. And the, the sentence is self-preservation has been a nasty habit I've had my whole life. That's Neil. Self-preservation has been... A, I say it's uh, Rumpelstiltskin. I say it's Neil. Self-preservation... Well, no, yeah, it feels like a Neil. Or Emma. Could be Emma. Wait, wait okay, so if it's mm, Neil... Who's, could be Emma. So who is, who is Neil talking to? Got stab in the dark, guess. Machine Gun Kelly. All right. So Neil's talking to Felix. I think Emma is talking to... I want to. I want to make it a little broad, so it could be any of the group that she's with, right? Regina. Um, okay. But just, but just that crew. It's like Regina, Charming, Snow. I'm calling them the Tank. schoolyard crew, right? Okay, now, I like they're it. Acting like kids on the schoolyard. I like so it. That yeah. Little group over so, there. So Emma to schoolyard crew. Great. So now we will play uh, the episode mm, four. Nasty habits. Nasty habits. Okay, show and tell. What did you get? Um, I got. Polar grapefruit dry. Nice. Some peppers and a chocolate. All right. Uh, Corona premiere. Uh, filled up my water bottle. A sandwich bag of cotton candy flavored peeps. Highly, <laughs> highly recommended. And Cool Ranch Doritos. I will be muting my microphone while I chomp on these. Sick. Uh, great. We're in good shape. So let's play uh, Nasty Habits. Here we go. Previously on Once Upon a Time. Who are you? Pete's Pan. This Tinkerbell is not going to save us. You know where Pan is. Sure. The arrow barely nicked me. Not long. Days, weeks at most. I don't belong here. You were created for a reason, and I can help you find it. I hate watching that scene. I know, it's so sad. Welcome home, Balefire. Feels like just yesterday I welcomed you to Neverland the first time, Balefire. Why does he say it like that? Hoped I'd never see you again. Maybe Pan shouldn't have taken my son. 
Maybe you should have left well enough alone. I'm gonna get him back. You really believe that? You were a lost boy. You know Peter Pan's not to be trifled with. You know how long he's been searching for the heart of the truest believer? Do you really believe he'll just give him up? Maybe if I ask nice. Yo, Neil just knows magic. You see that? He slipped out of his ropes. Bellfire, but it would appear you have grown up stupid. I have grown up. I don't know if I'm stupid or not, but I do know I know how to tie an overhead knot. Clocked him right in his face. Sure as hell ain't lost. Neil. All right. What a line. All right. Let's pause. It was not Felix dancing around the fire. Hello. I said pause. Listen. No homo. Not that I care. Neil has never been hotter. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, excuse me, sir. (laughs) Like, wow. Just take it. I get it. I get it. I'm I just, get it. Listen, I don't, I would have had his baby too. I don't care. That was a very attractive move from Neil. I'm just gonna put that out there right there. That was that was a very solid, not toxic. That was a masculinity without the toxic, I think. Yes. Right? That was a really not that I mean I don't But no, so it's not masculinity. It's not a masculine you know, yeah. thing. It's no That's I, an yeah. old that's an old word. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's like we are, in our brain. Are, the youth are getting it I'm, and that's great for them. Yeah, I'm thirty five. I'm 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 speaking in, in my in my nineties vocabulary. But we but, mean you know, that in a way out of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obvious, um, obviously, no disrespect to any of our groups. But I'm, I I'm, am a feminine I'm, female. I'm, Don't worry. I I'm just saying it was it was it was the it was a very strong and like assertive that's what it was it was an it was an assertive stance the way that you want your heroes see this is what i'll say this is what i wanted charming to be the whole time that's the Mm -hmm. charming that i wanted somebody who's smart who could outwit the other side who could kind of put them in their place and make fun of them but who's caring you can still tell that neil is a caring guy he's not like trying to puff his chest out to be you know the the strongest guy in the room because he doesn't have to be the strongest guy in the room he can be he can outwit it like his strength does not only come from muscles I'm sorry to interrupt. So Bart is out doing laundry right now. And he just texted me. And the place where he goes, goes, oh, my gosh, no power on my way home. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Poor guy. Can't catch a break today. Can't catch a break, man. All right. So it looks like after the Lost Boy dance in front of the fire, um, we are in some kind of pub of some kind, I guess, or someplace where Bay, young Bay, is eating or writing. He's writing, sorry, at a table. Oh, Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, so oh. this is young. Oh yeah, this is before the portal, right? Remember timeline? Oh yeah. See, that's why I put that in the production notes. Is this the knife? Where did you get mm-hmm. it? Oh, from a man who no longer needed it. You mean taken from a man who couldn't pay you? Papa, I told you, I don't want any more gifts from the people you terrorize. Okay. Time out. He slid the knife off the end of the table. What mm-hmm. is it so heavy that it wouldn't make it to the end of the table? Is that what it was? Yeah. And he kept I pushing think, it in. Can and we it just do it again? Yeah. Do we see it? 
Yes. Oscar award winning uh, uh, UFC champion Will Smith will tell us to rewind. <laughs> you couldn't pay you. Uh, Papa, I told you, I don't want any more gifts from the people you terrorize. It was so close to the end. I no, no, dude. <laughs> no, just shove it. It doesn't look like. Why did you come yeah, it on? It looks like he was like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's such a weird piece of trivia to put in. Like this stupid kid couldn't push this thing off the end of a desk. What a dummy! <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, no shade to Dylan Schmidt. He's a great actor. I love him. I really do. I think he's a very. He's young. He's a very, very strong, um, camera presence. Amazing. That episode with him with the darling children. Yeah. He was born in 99. So he is 23. From Vancouver. Wow, kids born in 99 or 23 years old. Hey, the man of the hour. Hey. <laughs> Do you want to say hi to your people? No, no, no press today. Hey, people. Hey! <laughs> he is a man of few words, but many talents. Uh, just a few minutes ago, for everybody else, he was uh, totally refacing the hood of your car. And now he's... Oh, yeah. And now he's at... Listen, this guy, he makes moves, man. He's an important dude. He's got stuff to do. The most important. He's got stuff to do. All right, let's continue. Tell me, son. What would make you happy? leaving this place i'm tired of staying oh. in this hovel all the time well that's easy to fix how about a castle huh i could build you a palace so magnificent its shadow would blanket the countryside that's not what i mean i want to go out have friends see the world beyond these four walls papa why can't you just trust me to do that i do trust you baby it's, it's others that i can't you see I have many enemies beyond that door. Once you leave, any one of them could hurt you. You sure that's the only reason? Maybe what you're really worried about is if I leave, I might never come back. Ooh, it's giving Mother Gothel. Yeah, very. I was just about to say that. This is the best place for you. I don't know what I'd do if I ever lost you. Lost boy. I like the word, the wordplay there. Um... And really, he didn't know what to do when he lost him for, like, centuries. <laughs> this brings up one of those things. Do you, do you feel Rumpel's earnestness in... This is a very classic parent thing. Like, I have to protect you by smothering you and keeping you locked up. Because if you go yeah. out, then you, something could happen to you. This whole delicate flower thing. Which, obviously, we know is not a great parenting technique. But do you at least believe, even as a dark one... His trying to protect Bay like that. Yes, but I do think subconsciously he is afraid he will leave like Mila did. I think so too. I think that subconsciously though, I don't think that's his driving. I mean, force that's abandonment issues one hundred and one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> but I think he does genuinely think about his safety. I think that's what he thinks is the yeah. most important. That doesn't the feel stuff is in the background. Yeah, you know? it does, doesn't feel like an agenda for sure. This, which yeah, is, this doesn't feel like it has malicious intent. Which is interesting because we watched him go through the portal and we watched him as the dark one only do things, you know, even mean things or malicious things or take things or terrorize people 
because he's trying to make a better life for his son, which is a very interesting cl- classic parent thing. I do all these horrible things to make your life better. That's a very classic trope, which also happens in real life. And he didn't really turn crazy malicious until after Bay was gone and he was desperately trying to get back to him. And then it was all bets are off. It doesn't matter what it takes or how long it takes thousands of years to get there. And there was nothing he wouldn't do, including kill people and manipulate and turn people into puppets, et cetera, et cetera. Only after like the worst thing possible happened to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that this is a villain that a lot of people are like, oh, I like Rumpel though. He's so, and like, it's interesting. We like the villain who didn't start a villain. And I would right. say even Korra, we, we haven't gone all the way back in Korra's backstory yet, but even seeing like from the pretty much beginning, Korra was stone cold bitch. You know what I mean? Like, rege- yeah. and look at the other v- quote unquote villain that we, re- a lot of people love and we do too, Regina, who did not start that way. It's very interesting that we're, we're picking on a people who do bad things, but we're not born that way. We're not like, we're not, are not written into the story just for the purpose of being evil. Right. You know, and we'll run into some stuff in the in the near future that's going to really put some pressure on that theory. But these two specifically of Rumple and Regina, I think it might l- explain a little bit of why they're so charming is because and why they're so redeemable is because they're not they're they don't come from an evil place. They ended up no, and they're in relatable. an evil place. They're very Sometimes. relatable. Yeah. I mean, to a degree, like it was this whole thing with Endgame with, you know, Thanos of of. Once he posed the reason why he was doing all this crazy, horrible stuff, you're like, oh, I kind of get it. <laughs> like, I, like, I understand why. I mean, oh, really? I, w- I would never, yeah. Like, I would never do that, but, like, I kind of see where you're coming from, sort of. <laughs> you know, like. That's like um, Big Hero 6. Same. Yeah, yeah. You totally get why. Yeah. And her you, dad did that. You, you almost kind of feel no, bad, you do, too. But, yeah. But you're sad because, obviously, Hero's brother was a victim of right. the aftermath, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the yeah, yeah, repercussion yeah. of that, unfortunately. Yeah. But he really wasn't a bad guy. He was just trying right. to find his daughter. Yeah. It makes it makes for I think a more genuine villain story for it not to be so cut and dry. It's not as black and white as good and evil. In fact, you know, there's a little bit more nuance. Like what Greg could have been. You know, that's a good point. Really, Greg could have been more nuanced. I think that's the problem we had with him is that he was not nuanced at all. He was kind of a moron. (laughs) (laughs) And he could have been such a cool villain. Like a great, yeah. If they had given him different motivation, he wasn't following this whole the the home office shit. I think he could have. If it strictly was just trying to find his dad. If he was on his own. That would have been way more cool. Like if they would have given him the gruffness of August. And the, and the, the, the tension of like a gram, you know what I mean? Like a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? I've, a little bit more mysterious danger. Like he seemed like a little kid who was flailing as opposed to like, you need a little bit of mystery and a little bit of holding close to the vest. And he wasn't really doing that. And he falling. You just need to be tough to go up against Regina. I just don't believe for a second that a, a full-grown adult would fall for this the home office that I've never seen or heard from before. That's a that's a kid falls for that. Like a teenager falls for that. That's I mean there are Scientologists out there. Well, so. you know what? You bring up a good point. You bring up a good point. And frankly, there are plenty of people on social media that people follow. And honestly, and I'm sorry, but if a Scientologist is listening to the show, why? <laughs> So we offended Mormons last week, and now we're going to offend Scientologists this week. And There's absolutely no there way. <laughs> that are Scientologists listening to this? Yeah. 
if my foot is in my mouth next week, I'm going to have to think about that. But (laughs) no. Issue a formal retraction. Guys, we're on another one right now. (laughs) That'd be wild. That would be wild. A Scientologist in the wild? Remember when we remember we were talking? Have you ever met one? Remember when we were talking about nuns? We were like, oh my god, sisters, can you please call into the show? We want to talk to you. (laughs) We were so stupid. Like, what is happening? Anyway, Rumple. Let's get back to Rumple, who is now creating some sort of concoction in the woods with his sick ass outfit. Is this uh, squid ink, maybe? Ooh, face paint. Battle paint. I like it. Here, I like it, Picasso. <laughs> You've always felt more comfortable behind a mask. You were the only one who could ever see past that. Past the mask of the monster. She's so did wearing, she just show up? She's wearing her provincial like, girl outfit. She's in his head, right? Isn't I she like... The monster yeah, like... It, it's the only way I can save her. And that's when I've decided I'm going to save Henry. Prophecy states that Henry will be your undoing. To save him, we ensure your own death. Do you notice this too? Bell doesn't talk like that. Rumple talks like that. No. The prophecy states that's not that's not how Bell talks. So it's interesting that even yeah, though it looks it is, like it's her, it's his little. That's a really it's his. That's a cool way to do it though, because it's, it's subtle. But if you if you listen to it, you're like, this is not her talking. You know, right. it's just her skin, her her like packaging. I wonder why he's the only one that has that symptom. I mean, he's the dark one. Yeah. That's probably like a hyper special power. You know what I mean? I don't think that's a power. I think that's a symptom of the island. Oh, the I no, I didn't take it that way. I took it as he actually yours makes a lot more sense. Because No, because this is a nuisance to him. If this is like a law of the lost island thing, which we had talked about before, uh, yeah, that would actually I do. Make sense. I think it's a symptom of the island, but I don't know why he's the only one that has it. Well, I wonder if it's because he's ultra powerful. So the island, the, maybe the island is one of those things where they're like, uh, it's like drinking. Also, like it, it, everyone it magnifies. else has their person on the island already. Mm. I just he's wonder alone. if it magnifies. If it like magnifies yourself, so it's magnifying Regina being really petty. It's magnifying Emma being really okay. quest- questioning herself. It's magnifying charm, charming's disgusting masculinity issues. You know, it's like. Like it's kind of interesting. Like it maybe it's it's magnifying his power and his doubt. Maybe she is uh, coming to him as his doubt, and his so he yeah. has to kind of you know. <coughs> interesting. I forgot what we were gonna do when we redecided something. Is it I like a Picasso? No, it can't be. Is that what when, when yeah we, it is when we rewrite stuff? Okay. Hey, I like it, Picasso. Excellent. You don't think I can do it? I think your intentions are good. That a lifetime of craven self-interest is a nasty habit that you've never been able to break. Things are different now. How? What's different? Because I have nothing to live for. (laughs) What about me? You're not real. Just a vision. But I'm back in Storybrooke waiting for you. You shouldn't be. When I say goodbye to you, Bell, we both know it was for good. Well, maybe I think you'll come back. 
Even if I did, eventually you'd leave me because you can see me for what I really am. You think you see a good man, but in time, you'd see the monster. My son. I need to know your feelings on this because this is a really common thing too. No matter what good things happen to certain people and they just go, it doesn't matter. Eventually you'll leave. Like, it's just, you know? Yeah. Like, where do you, th how, where do you feel this is coming from? Because this, this feels like depression, like classic depression. Like, that feels weak to me for Rumpel. Well, I don't think it's weak. I think it's, he really is still stuck in the crossroad of, do I save Henry or do I save myself? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. That was a terrible time to take a drink. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't I don't think that this is a sign of weakness. I think he's just spiraling because he left Bell at home and he doesn't know if Bay wants him. I mean, this is hyper guilt. He left Bay at home and now he's saying, yeah. Well, you'll leave me, and then she's the one tormenting him about leaving her behind. This is that you know, yeah. that's a real And he's making it up in his head. Right. Hmm. All right, well, let's see what it goes. I'm his dad. The only way I can redeem myself is by saving his son and giving my life. This is where they're keeping Henry. Pam's I think this is the first time he said that out loud. To, uh, yeah. Tinkerbell. That he's yeah, like you know, going to give his life for it. Tink is fine. Not sure that's any better. Anyway, she says that there are sentries positioned across the front, which is why we're going to come in through the back entrance here. She's going to talk her way in. Once she makes you the closest clear, then we are going to sneak on in. You'll still have to deal with any lost boys once you're inside. I think we can handle a few children with pointy sticks. It's not the sticks you need to worry about. It's the poison they're dipped in. <laughs> Dream shade. Hook warned us. Good. Because one nick and you'll spend the last... Poison okay. sticks equal death. We got it. Now, when can we put this rescue mission into action? <laughs> I'm ready to go. He looks, like, Just skinny. As as you tell me the yeah. He looks good. You do have an escape plan, don't you? It was more of a last-minute trip. If you don't have a way off this <laughs> island, then none of this matters. We'll figure it out. You'll figure it out? No one comes and goes from this place unless he allows it. This is a waste of time. When it comes to family, we always find a way. Gross. Get it. Stop it. God, yeah. shut up. Let me show you something. You know what this is? Yeah, a watch. I got it from the people who brought your son here for pain. Greg and Tavara, where are they? Why'd they give you that? I got it off the girl's body. I spent half the night cleaning the blood off it. And the other guy, well, there wasn't enough left of him to find anything useful. This is what Pan what? does. His whole body was left. Please, they just took a shadow. <laughs> I'm not sticking my neck on Pan's chopping block without a way off this island. That's you a val- you know where I live. That is a reasonable yeah, response. Where is no, she going? Right. To leave? Yeah, she is There's right. One thing I've learned: you never break in somewhere unless you know the way out. Thank you. Where did you get that? In Bale Bonds Person School, Neil taught me that. <laughs> Bitch. What about you, Hook? <laughs> you got off this island. Ouch. On my ship, which would require some form of magic to create a portal, which I got from Pan in a deal I don't think he's ready to repeat. So no one's ever left the island without Pan's permission. One man. Our partner in crime, Neil. How? Ooh. Maybe we can that find That felt out. loaded. It sure did. I like that.
Okay, we have Rumple ominously walking through the forest on the island. Thank you for taking over audio description so I shove peeps in my mouth. <laughs> this Spotify video is going to be a mess. Yeah, we're just eating full Stop. meals. It's fine, no, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Some kind of sleeping dust magic. I don't take order. Okay. Oh, oh. shit. Oh. Gosh. Oh boy. Wow. What a reunion. You're not real. Oh, he thinks he's not real. Oh no. What? Of course I'm real. What the hell's going on? You're a vision. Just like Bob. Oh shit. No, no. Hey, listen to me. It's me. I was shot, okay? But I survived. See? I'm alive. My son is dead! You just here to remind me of my failure. That's not why I'm here. My weakness. Put the spirit down. But you are here to question my resolve. But you won't succeed. This is great. I will <laughs> sacrifice my life for Henry. And nothing will stand in my way. Where's Papa? This is great. <laughs> hey. Is that really here? Oh my gosh. Like, how do you trust anything on this island? I was thinking. Crazy. Alright, we're back in the enchanted forest. So why don't you try this on facade? This motherfucker stole a crown from a king and brought it home like. Hey, I just beheaded a guy for this. You want to wear it? Like, yeah, it looks like it came from Prince John. <laughs> right from Robin Hood. You can hide him from me. Where is he? Where's my son? He's not here, Dark One. I swear. Don't lie to me. Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. Magic has led me to this rat hole of a town. His trail ends here. In Hamlet. I know you're hiding it from me. No, no, we're not. It's gonna be so awkward. Of our children went missing last. Night. Like I already have second embarrassment. <laughs> what kind of music? From a pipe. Only the children could hear it. Some of them tried telling their parents, but no one believed them. They were sent back to bed. All right. I just want to point out. I didn't put it in the production notes, but allegedly, half the story is about Peter Pan. And as we remember from Peter Pan, he had a pipe, like a, a, a playing pipe, like a little windpipe thing, right? Mm -hmm. That he would play the little Peter Pan little notes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But allegedly, this is a combination of the story of Peter Pan and the Pied Piper. That's what that whole... Oh, because okay. in the story of the Pied Piper, it's something to the effect of he played music and lured people away or whatever. So, like, that... Peter Pan's little pan pan flute. That's what it's called. His pan flute was just a part of his character. They kind of combined the two to make him like a kidnapper. Okay. Because the original Lost Boys were not kidnapped by Peter Pan. Although, I don't remember if that's how it was in the novel. At least that obviously wasn't, right. it wasn't like that in the cartoon. They were just like friends, right? But um, but yeah, it said that uh, the it was the I'm getting hocus pocus vibes, right? Yeah, a little bit. It was the um. So. I'll give an example. This is the mayor of Hamlin, I think. 
uh, one of the things was the, the, I'm sorry, the sheriff, this is the sheriff or the sheriff's coming, um, is dressed similar to the mayor of Hamlin and Hamlin is the place where the Pie Piper came from. It was a 1933 short film from, from Disney called the Pied Piper of Hamlin. So that's kind oh. of, yeah. So there's a little bit of, of, of a com- com- combination of stories here. Mm-hmm. So that. Interesting. Yeah. They were gone. Oh, sorry. I didn't actually catch this. It says the the type of pipe Peter Pan uses is called a pan flute. In Greek mythology, the syrinx, which is another word for it, um, is another word for a nymph. Uh, oh, sorry, syrinx is a character. A nymph a, attempts to escape the affection of Pan, who is a god uh, who is half man and half goat. After Zeus transforms her into a water reed, Pan smashes the reeds before binding them together to make the instrument, the pan flute. That's why Peter Pan has the pan flute. It's like a Greek mythology thing. I did not know that. That's very interesting. Um, And also, I did not copy this over either uh, because I completely (laughs) skipped over it, that the coat of arms that's on the sheriff of of Hamlin's uniform is a griffin, which is the like the Gryffindor, like it's a Mm -hmm. a body tail and back legs of a lion and then the head and wings of an eagle and then the eagle talons in the front. Griffin. So that's part of the coat of arms. Little hidden details. Who was playing it? No one saw his face. Only a figure hidden by a the Griffin? cloak of multicolored patterns. On his chest? Yeah. Leading the children from their homes and into the forest. Don't you see? It, it has to be the same man that has taken your side. Then whoever this Pied Piper is, he's about to play his last note. Let's just say that the debt Robin Hood owes you has been paid. You want to back it up? Yeah. <laughs> I made it here. The only thing that matters now is that I help Emma save Henry. Where is she? I left her and the rest of them aboard the hook ship. As noble as their intentions may be, they don't have the stomach to do what needs to be done. Like what you did to these boys? They're not, uh... No, they're just sleeping. For now. Let's leave it that way, okay? You don't have the stomach either. I'll do what needs to be done. But killing lost boys, we don't have to do that. We shall see. So I take it you have a plan? That the whole sacrifice your life thing was just you being dramatic. I love this side by side shot. I know. It's so it's pretty. Powerful. You can only beat him if you're willing to die. Which I am. What if I told you there was another way? Again, Neil being the smarter guy in the room, very hot. Very Amazing. hot. Amazing. I'm just saying. It is attractive exactly to a character, like, as a character. Yeah. That's the strong character you know, I want to root for. You hold the shell up to your ear, you can hear the ocean. Certain shells, the ocean can hear you. I just remembered what Why this is. Why would we need the ocean to hear us? How did this not get spoiled for us? What have you done? Oh, this is not what I thought it was. Never mind. It's the squidding. That's cool as shit, though. Yeah, it's the squidding. I thought they were about to introduce another character. Oh. 
Not yet. Uh-uh. 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 No. Uh-uh. I don't like this. It's a lot. Ew. No. No thanks. A squid. Gross. I, I believe you know how to extract ink from one of these bad boys. Squid ink. So this is your plan? It can immobilize the most magical of creatures. At least for a little while. Even Pan. I have some experience with this. Yeah. Can you get it out? That's funny. <laughs> I have some experience with it. But how do you plan on getting close enough to use it? I need to get close. All I need is one clean shot to get Henry back. They're really dragging these lines out. <laughs> he's like, I don't need to get close. And he's like moving this crossbow around. And he's like <laughs> putting it in the camera's face. Full shot. I get it. I get it. An arrow. Okay. <laughs> What is this supposed to be? So what, Neil swung out of Neverland on a vine? If someone would be kind enough to lend me a hand. What do you say, Savior? I'll do it. Drink every time Hook asks for a hand. What? Ladies first. Okay. All right. Why are we still doing this? What the hell just happened? Hold on. You don't look so hot, mate. He's in this damn jungle. And I'm plenty hot. Hold on. So let me describe what I'm we're sorry. seeing here. Let me describe <laughs> what we're seeing here. He's... <laughs> He said, you don't look so hot. He said, it's 100 degrees in this jungle, and I'm plenty hot. As he is pushing Hook out of the way so he can be the one to pull the rope to make this thing go up. Please stop. Please I have to stop insert this. another TikTok noise. Which one? It's this week's one of viral audios where they go. <laughs> and they were both boys. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good here. Listen, you need to send me a digest of what the like this week's or this month's are so I can put them on the soundboard so that we can use them. We are, we're going to be the most current <laughs> podcast. That was the around. perfect scene for that. It really was. Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, bing bong. There's your TikTok moment of the week. <laughs> Ladies first. I wish she said ladies first and he met Charming. <laughs> How much longer do you think you can keep up this charade? Don't you think your family deserves to know you're gonna die? Why do you care? Why don't you? Oh, you thanks, Hook. Telling them when there is nothing I can do to stop the voice and when there is no hope. Well, if there's one thing I've gleaned from you hero types, is that there's always hope. Is there something you're not telling me? Mates? The last hope and reality are most often worlds apart. I told you the truth. You're never making it off this island alive. Well, and this is between us. The only thing they need to worry about saving is Henry. I'm sorry, Hook is being extremely reasonable. This makes me respect Hook a million times more because he's not yeah. only saying the right thing, he this whole so so you're telling me that Charming's argument is what's the point in telling them? When there's no hope of success. Now, this is my fatal flaw with Charming is that 
as long as there's hope, he so so he becomes like a toxic psychopath in order to get everyone to to also share that hope. And if there's no hope, he then does a worse thing by flailing and starting to lie to everybody. So the only way that charming is doing the thing that's like an honorable thing is when all of the like the like the situation is perfect. Easy yeah. out. There's an escape. All you have to do is think your way through, but there is there is a way out. Then all of a sudden he's a knight in shining armor. But if it's a little hard, all of a sudden he turns into a douchebag. That is a fatal flaw of this character. That's ridiculous. An, an, Hook is being a more honorable guy than the guy who's written into the story to be the hero all the time. Yep. Which really unwrites the hero thing is, which I, which I do like, is that not all heroes are heroes. Sometimes the heroes come from an unconventional place. And that's a little mm-hmm. bit what the whole point of Once Upon a Time is, is the story you thought you knew is not the whole story. Sometimes those people you thought are villains are actually good people. Sometimes the people you thought are heroes are flawed. And you know what I mean? So, And yeah. sometimes the people you thought are should be the bad guy, always the bad guy, actually turn out to be better people than the people you thought were always the good guy, which is what this right. is. I really don't like that fact that he that his reasoning is because I can't win, I'm not going to try. And his idea of winning is that everybody is, you know, if there's no hope, then I should just give up. What kind of hero is that? That's not a good role model. That's awful. Right. And the whole point of the hero is that the hero, the the protagonist almost always puts everybody ahead of themselves or or most people ahead of themselves yeah, especially this their, to yourself takes away from somebody else you know what i mean big, like big he's time. not allowing them to say goodbye big even if there time. really is no hope that's you know super I mean? that's his i mean controversial but that's as selfish as the very broad very broad subject of like suicide that, that's a big thing that comes up when people talk about that is Yes, there's pain and yes, there's a lot of things involved, but no one ever thinks about what you leave behind. You know what I mean? Like, that's the mm-hmm. big thing is that causes. Well, they do. But like, but, but that's, but that's like, yeah. that's the bad part of it is like, yes, it's an easy out, but it causes more problems than it actually solves because it leaves yeah. scar tissue behind. And this is a similar issue where like, you're actually causing more pain by trying to take the yeah. easy way out, which is to just not talk about it at all. That's not something that the hero would traditionally do. Which is that if you're I'm supposed to like charming right now, I don't like him because he's doing even though the intentions, this is a Leo, this is what Leo was talking about, even though his intention is to keep his family from pain, he's doing it by, in effect, causing them 10 times more pain than if he just said it in the beginning, which is a classic like that's a classic like if you lie, you end up hurting people way more than if you had just told a hard truth in the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, and that's. I don't know. It just it. I'm again. If this was any character but charming, I would be like, yeah, I get it. Or like Tank, or even a Henry, or somebody like you know, like uh, Archie, like any of those characters. Fine. Charming is supposed to be the one who transcends that. Like, remember when we saw him? Supposed to be what Hook is. Yeah, right now. Remember when we saw him and Ruby, and we were so proud that Ruby stepped up to be that leader that we wanted her to be, and that she kind of, you know, and like that's what we need out of the the person. And that's what and what happened immediately. We were like, oh my god, we have so much more respect for Ruby because she she put herself aside for the entire village and like made it. You know, he's not putting a single person before himself. And this is I'm interested to hear what Leo has to say based on what he just said about the last episode. Do you, Leo, and other people who feel that same way, in this case, this is the question I want answered for next week. Do you, listening to this, feel like 
because Charming's intention is to help keep them from pain, is he justified or is he not? Is that, again, this is another, the ends justify the means. The As long as the end result is, well, they didn't have pain this entire time, then the means of keeping stuff from them is justified. I disagree. Right. You disagree. I'd love to know what people have to say about that. Because I really do think that, you know, this feels like hiding facts removes their choice to deal with it. He's yeah. taking the choice on his own and not letting them deal with this in whatever way they should deal with it. But don't yep. forget in the trailer, Snow definitely finds out this episode, so we'll find out in a few minutes. <laughs> Huck! What is this place? What are we doing here? I hit the wrong button. I don't believe for a second that he can light a match on his completely smooth stainless steel hook. <laughs> you need oh, like here are all oh the games all the things. This is where he lived. Cave right. drawings. Balefire spent some time in Evelyn as a boy. Did you spot it? POS. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, hold on, you'll see it. So, you think he may have left a clue as to how he escaped from here? Well, let's hope so. Or we'll be lost just like he was. Oh, this must be so hard for Emma. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it definitely said a giant POS on the, on the wall. It's like, you just calling somebody a piece of shit or like, what's the deal? Point of sale. <laughs> this is so creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we're back in the Enchanted Forest, and Rumpelstiltskin is perched up on a building watching this guy, multiple guys, go down. Like, a, oh, all the kids are all leaving the, the house. All the kids, yeah, they're leaving their bedrooms following this Because they hear music. the paper. Here's all the weird dancing. Since it's the title card, hey. I figure just a good drink moment. Hey. Laddie is important. Remember Laddie. <laughs> it's very, very important. So clearly right, they so know. The Piper was Peter Pan. Yeah, the Piper's Peter Pan, and clearly these two know each other. Yes. So I've never seen Rumpelstiltskin more scared. <laughs> yeah, he was terrified. He was Jumping in his boots. Yeah. I did not remember that they made this connection this early. I thought this was much, much later. So this is very interesting, and I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm a little surprised myself. 
Look at us all grown up and become the Dark One. Good for you. What are you doing here? I'm just lonely in Neverland. The only friends I have are the children who visit in their dreams. They can't stay. The boys I take back with me will. You're here for my son. I am. It's gonna take a lot more than a magic pipe to take my son. The only thing magic about this pipe is that only certain boys can hear it. Boys who feel unloved, boys who feel lost. I guess that's why you can hear it, Rumpel. Isn't it? Don't pretend to know me. You don't. Not anymore. Oh, I think I do. Beneath all that power, you're nothing more than an unloved, lonely, lost boy. Hey, I like the sound of that. That's what I'll call my new group of friends. The Lost Boys. That's a nice ring, don't you think? You can call them whenever you like. Bellfire will not be part of it. Oh, he's already a part of it. The question is, what are you willing to do to get him back? I'm gonna make you regret ever asking that question. Oh, I understand you're upset. Most parents' worst fear is that their child will be taken away from them. But that's not yours, is it, Rumpel? No. You're not afraid Bellfire will be taken from you. You're afraid he'll leave. Oh, you were right. Being abandoned is what you're good at, isn't it? You were right. Everyone you've ever known has left, haven't they? Like Bay's mother, Mila. Not to mention your own father. Why should Bellfire be any different? You're wrong. Am I? Well, let's find out, shall we? You ask Bellfire if he wants to come to Neverland with me or stay here with you. If he wants to stay, I'll leave and never return. Deal? I don't have to make any deals with you. But why wouldn't you? If you're so sure he'll stay. I just realized we haven't talked for 10 minutes. <laughs> that was such a good scene. I'm on the edge of my seat. I am too. I don't, we're not even going to stop. We're gonna keep There's going. nothing to say. This is so, so good. We just switched to Henry, by the way. This is this is current day. Oh, I forgot what those are called. Those little sticks when you when you tap them together. That's a thing. You want to join in the celebration, Henry? Nothing to celebrate. Nothing to celebrate. Henry, this whole party is to celebrate you. Me. Why? Because you've come to save magic, of course. And I, for one, can't think of a reason more deserving of celebration than that. Just look at them. I'm not like them. Or you. Sure you are. You're still a boy. Maybe a song will get you on your feet. Sorry, I, I don't hear anything. Ah. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting indeed. You see, this pipe's enchanted, Henry. It can only be heard by certain children. Like who? Machine gun Kelly's here with a club. I promise. See? I was right. I yep, you're right. Bellfire. I'm afraid he got away. Why didn't you get him back? I tried. I followed his trail and found two of our sentries knocked out by a sleeping spell. I Dark fell one. in love with an emo girl. So father and son have been reunited. They'll be coming for the boy. We should move him somewhere safe. Now, now, Felix. Where's your sense of adventure? We 
can't end the party when the real fun is about to begin. P.O.S. Drink. Anything important? I can't tell yet. I didn't know he liked drawing. Got it from his mother. I'm hoping Neil left See how quick he turned away? He was like, oh! Hand me that candle. What about you? Any luck? A potted bean plant, a swirling vortex under the rug, if that's what you mean. Can't leave no rug at all. There are other drawings in the far wall, but as far as I can tell, that's all they are. That was the Darling family. I'll just wait to pass the time and keep occupied. Oh! You knew him pretty well, didn't you? We spent some time together. <laughs> you all right, this one? <laughs> that's like when your wife asks if the girl you just saw is somebody you knew well and you're like we had coffee once or twice <laughs> right <laughs> you were lying <laughs> um what was i just gonna say i don't remember it'll come to me i'm fine looks like you're right they're just a bunch of pictures what's all this uh just some cups and bowls he fashioned from things he found here i don't know how great a cup this coconut can make it's filled with holes um, it's a real it's coconut. A tiny colander. Yes, because preteen Balfire probably made lots of pasta. <laughs> She's such a dick. Oh, <laughs> stop out that torch. Am I supposed to be impressed that he made a nightlight? I mean, yeah, kinda. It's out of a coconut, cool, Regina. Look up. Jesus Christ. Stars. It's a map. To where? Home. So you're telling me that this kid punched a, bo- a bunch of holes in the top of a coconut with we don't know what and made a perfect map of where they were supposed to go. Yes. Okay. We have a guest. No doubt someone who knows how much I like guessing games. They're they're all sleeping, Peter. There's, who could it be? There's no one to talk to. <laughs> I guess. The dark one. Comes to save Henry, had laddie. How exciting. The dark one ready to sacrifice his life for his family. Speaking of family. You can come out now, Balefire. Name's Neil now. New name, but the same old tricks. It's heartwarming to see father and son working together. <laughs> especially after you abandoned him, Rumpel. This is a real family reunion. Oh, God. It's coming. I got this. We've already seen him do this trick, too, with Arrow. <laughs> but we've been through this before, Balefire. If you remembered nothing... I remember plenty. That's why I didn't coat the tip. Ah, yo, Neil, Neil. Are you sure you're really saving him, Bay? What could be worse than leaving him here with you? Why don't you ask your father? 
Sometimes the people we should fear the most are the ones closest to us. Well, what's he talking Don't about? Don't listen to him. You mean you haven't told him? Told me what? Why, about the prophecy, of course. What prophecy? What do you mean? The prophecy that says you've been tricked. Your father isn't here to rescue your son. He's here to murder him. Yeah, it's weak. It's weak. Yeah. It's weak. Well, of course the villain would say that when he's caught. And uh, Rumble already said that to Neil. He said you were going to murder Henry. He plays games, mind games. The important thing is we got the boy and we got away. Where are we? The other side of the island. This is stupid. You already told him that that was a thing that you're not going to do. Yeah. Why not just own up to it? Right, yeah. Pulling him out of the spell could be dangerous. He'll wake naturally in a few hours. He'll be fine. All right. Then you can explain to me what the hell Pan meant. This prophecy he's talking about. Why would he say that you'd kill Henry? I don't know. To create a wedge between us. That's not a denial. Like how s- no, this has to do with what happened when I found Neil him. is so smart, man. There you we go. Thank you. You said that you had to do the right thing and save Henry. What did that Bail really fire. mean? It's Neil! Now stop dodging and tell me what's going on! Ah, oh, he's so great. Like, I have a crush on Neil. <laughs> like, he's killing it right now. <laughs> she told me of a prophecy. Little boy would help reunite me with you. And that boy would be my undoing. That all tracks with what you've already said out loud. No, he was going to be my own grandson. Till I found you in New York and discovered you were his father. You are planning on getting rid of him, whoever he was, weren't you? To try and cheat fate, to get around the prophecy? You cold-blooded son of a bitch. Okay, but he didn't. But he didn't, and he told you he wasn't going to. Kill him. You could just say no. Get back. Stay away from it. That was then. Things have changed. I didn't come here to Neverland to hurt Henry. I came here to save him. After what you just told me, I'm supposed to believe you? Yes! Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Self-preservation has been a nasty habit ah. I've had my whole life, but I came here to break it. To do All right. the right thing. It was Rumple to Henry. What did you say? I said Neil to Rumpel. Oh, so you you can Did you, I? No. Yeah. I I said Neil to was it Rumpel or Pan? It was Rumpel or Pan. Okay. Well, you get half credit for that because it was uh it was Rumpel to Neil. Oh yeah, you said you said it was Neil. I don't remember who you said it was to though, but it was either Rumple or Pan. Yeah, all right. It was uh, it was Rumple. I said huh. I said Emma. It's funny because I said Rumple first, and then yeah. I said Emma, and I was like, oh. So well, anyway, it was Rumple to Neil. If your son, even if that meant sacrificing my own life, he did say that. You have to trust me. How can I? Eh. I don't know if I love how they how they plan that, that out. That wasn't fair. It felt yeah, it felt even recognize like a, a cheap way to get out. When he's wearing a mask. Well, he might be wearing a mask, but that's not the reason. Look at him. Playing with other boys out in the world. He's happy, Rumpel. That's why you don't recognize him. Hey. 
You're fine. Are you all right? I'm fine. Why are you here? He's a good-looking kid, man. Yeah. And I'm here to prove it. How? Go ahead, Rumple. This feels so much more dangerous than Korra. Papa, what are you doing? I'm protecting you. Korra is powerful. You're gonna regret not taking my deal, Rumple. Don't touch me. Get away. It's all right, nobody. You're safe. Safe? I was never in danger. The Piper was my friend. He may have wanted you to think that, but you have to believe me. He would hurt you. Why? Who is he? Another person that you abused with your power? His name is Peter Pan. I've known him since I was a boy. Growing up, we were incredibly close. So you're saying he's immortal too? He wasn't always. He went to a place called Neverland. He betrayed me, babe. He can't be trusted. What happened? All that matters is that he fooled me for a long time before I finally seen his true nature. And it is darker and more repulsive than you should ever be exposed to. He can't be any worse than you. This is a very classic, like, an, an, you, like angsty teen parent yeah. thing, you know. Stop lying, because I know that you did. I know about the deal Pan offered you. He said all you had to do was ask me if I wanted to come home. He told you. He said that way. I'd know if you really trusted me. Smart. You really cared. Oh, please, babe. You didn't need to. I would have chosen to come home. I would have chosen you. That see what I mean about the villain thing, man? When you asked. That's some sinister shit right there. Maybe we could have found a way to be a family again. We can't be. Mm. Babe. Babe. To see me, what happens when you take away someone's choice? Aha. The, to me, the most dangerous villains are the ones that make the the good people uh be their own fall be the cause of their own fall that's the real dangerous villains is the ones who who overpower you is one kind but then there are the ones who make you sabotage yourself and those are the scary ones to me yep that's because we know people like that in our real lives like get yeah. people who gaslight people who you know you hear it all the time of the the stories of the guys who abuse their their girlfriends or wives and tell them that no one's ever going to love them so they're the best they can get the, you know like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. turning it into well maybe i deserve this and like all of that stuff that minute that mind manipulation yeah. that to me is the worst kind of bad guy period in real life or in tv and Pan is one Very, of those people. Yes. Very mucho yes. <laughs> Tell me what I have to do to gain your trust, and I will. Give me the dark one dagger. That's a little complicated. I know you wouldn't come all the way to Neverland without it. It's the only thing that can control you. It's the only thing that can stop you. You wouldn't take any chances with it. I don't have it. Why are you lying? I'm not lying to you, Bay. I hid it. So Pan couldn't get it. So he couldn't stop me. So unhide it. My shadow took it. <laughs> shadow. Man, you got an answer for everything, don't you? I'm telling you the truth, I swear. You know, maybe you did hide it. Maybe you do want to do the right thing. But that's today. What about tomorrow? This is a valid argument. Valid argument. Yes. The prophecy still stands. You save him, he's still your undoing. I'm still willing to die for him. What happens if we get back and you're reunited with Belle? 
And you realize that the only thing standing between you and your happy ending is my son. Yeah, that's that's a this better argument. This is so argument. fair. That's I'm a much better this argument. Sounds so great. You're my happy ending. Oh, this is because it's my redemption. I can be strong, son. If you have faith in me. You have to throw him that bone. He really has been searching for him since the second he fell through that portal. You know, when I was letting her sleeping in a cave, I used to dream of you coming to rescue me. But then I'd wake up and remember how you left me behind. You left your own son behind for the power of that dagger. How can I think that things would ever be any different? Also still valid. Now, what are you doing? I'm going to find Emma and the others and get the hell off this island. And I'm going to get my family back home. You can't go into the jungle alone. Without my power to protect you, Pan will capture you both. He's not even mad at him. I'm sorry, I got no choice. This is crazy. <laughs> without you. Bye, Papa. He's not mad. He's heartbroken. Yeah. I'm heartbroken for Rumble right now. I know. How can you this is wild, you? man. How can we have a one-star episode in this season and this be so good? <laughs> I told him to navigate episode. using the stars. What you're looking at is the fruit of my labors. Then you can read it. Sadly, no. I thought you just said you taught him how. Yes, but I also taught Neil something else. The key to being a pirate. Secrecy. Best captains conceal their maps and code. He was an apt pupil. So you're saying the only person who can read this map is Neil? Which means the only person who can read it is dead. I forgot they don't know he's there yet. <laughs> yeah. Really puts no a damper way. on now things. Is not the time. I can't even imagine the sadness you must be feeling. Please follow this up with something important. <laughs> I'm pissed. Yes, Neil just died. But I lost him years ago. All that time thinking that he didn't love me, only to find out that he did, and it was too late. I can't even tell him how angry that makes me. Or how much it hurt when he left. Or how terrified it was when he came back. I knew the moment I saw him. I never... I never stopped loving him. She'll be okay. Really? We have done everything we can. That's the problem. I have no idea how to comfort my own daughter. It is the first thing a mother learns that I don't know how. I know. That's a, not I feel true. The same that way. is not she true, though, girl. So don't <laughs> have how to could you? Yes. This is a very normal way to feel. It's no, yeah, it's yeah. okay. But the other thing is, she hasn't learned that this is a normal way to feel because you know what I'm saying. Like because no, yeah. So she she is a new mother, even though it just looks even though she's really thirty. Yeah. Because, <laughs> not even that she's thirty. That oh yeah, that Emma's thirty. That, yeah, because, she's like, a new mother to an adult. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a mess. So, so Emma's having to deal with a lot more complex emotions. Like normally as a mother, you deal with very rudimentary emo- uh, emotions, right? I'm hungry. I'm sleepy. I'm right. whatever. Then you learn slightly more complex emotions like I'm sad, right? And why? Like what made you sad? So yeah. you kind of end up stepping into it. Once you become an adult, the emotions become very messy and very complex and very nuanced. And And you've had the kind of incremental pieces to get there and now this is like the most complex kind of, like she fell in love and then she fell out of love and she was angry and now she's not angry and she's mad and she's, she's happy and she's grieving all at the same time like how do you how do you approach someone to solve so, like you can't even solve one of those things let alone all of them at once or kind of like how do you comfort someone like that you know and so it's interesting that we're also watching snow's journey Right. And her struggle to figure out how to be supportive without having any idea how to do that for, you know, someone who you're especially because not only is she a new mom, but those are also not feelings that Snow has ever had to deal with. That's another thing as fairy tale characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's really dark. Charming's Charming's been it for her. It was never a question of if they were true love or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, for sure. If you died, I would not be able to move on. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to throw that in there right now. I'm, I'm just saying, every day we're here, something bad could happen. And if it did to me, I'd want you to move on, to continue to be happy. It's really sweet. Nothing is going to happen to you. I don't want him here. <laughs> this, is, this is laid on pretty thick, I gotta admit. is the same spot they were in like 10 minutes ago. Yep. In the flashback. Oh no, 10 minutes ago, like literally just now. Emma. Yeah. Oh no, this is the camp. You were so close to finding her. You disappoint me. I thought I taught you better. Never break in somewhere unless you know the way out. Oh, he Neil learned it from Pan. Well, there isn't going to be a next time. But don't blame yourself. Your father could have protected you out here, sure. But then who would have protected Henry from him? Talk about a rock and a hard place. I will get my son back no matter what it takes. You're not getting it. That's not the problem. You got him, I got him back. It's the game. Not my point. The real problem for you is that there is no escaping Neverland. No one gets off this island without my permission. I've done it before. Did you? Look where you are now. <laughs> it's like you Jeez. never left. <laughs> you saying you let me go? I'm saying everyone's where I want them. Something to chew on. You know where to take him. Telling you, scariest villains. <laughs> the ones who are always two steps Don't ahead. Worry. It won't be for very long. Just until I reset the board. See, the game is about to change. I will come for you. I promise. It's great. I'm so sorry. Hey, Michael. there's his little his little thing. Neil should have trusted you. How could he? 
after everything I've done. Rob, he may not know what was in your heart, but I do. You would have protected Henry. You would have even given your own life to show Neil that you've changed. Are you asking me? Or do you truly believe that? I know it with all my heart. What I don't know is why you look so upset now. When Rumpel, he's alive. Balefire, you have something to live for. But the prophecy remains. Mm-hmm. Henry's still my undoing. That's why you're upset. He was so determined to die for the boy, but now having something to live for has brought back that yeah. nasty habit of self-preservation, hasn't it? Nasty habit. Uh huh? Why didn't we use that? I know that, that would have been a better one. Be broken, can't they? Go away, Bob. I don't want to talk right now. Damn, this is good. <laughs> no notes. Wow. No notes. Key, I like it. Castle. No notes. What happened? You fell asleep. I did? No, don't worry. It was just a little cat nap. The night's still young. So, this is what I always imagined. Did he bring him back to the fire? And he's like, okay, guys, dance like you were dancing before. And then he wakes up. He's like, oh, everything's normal, just like it was before. Like, like the way he choreographs everything, he's like, okay, now you have to dance now. Like, he has to instruct them on what to yeah. do. You know what I mean? So, it's interesting that he has to, like, set everything up the way that it was well, before. Well, like you just said, I'm going to reset the game. Which is, how scary is that sentence? That's how I, he talks. I gotta reset that's the board. That's how he lives. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, all game. Yeah, that's just that I'm gonna reset nope. the board. we're not ending the episode. That oh, was I was like, okay, we are... Not at all. We are done. Not at all. <laughs> I was trying to hit play again, but SNL tenor sax guy was just like, hey, well, I mean, was that my cue? Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I remember something. My dad, when I was asleep, I, I could have sworn I heard him calling for me. Really? I feel like every episode Henry sure. ages up like a full year. <laughs> yeah. Because my dad's dead. I'm sorry, Henry. It makes sense for us to dream about the things we've lost and the things we hope for. Like your father being alive or your mother coming to find you. But eventually, you'll find new things to dream about. And when you do, it'll start to come true. How do you know? Because that's what I did. And now you're here. Neverland used to be a place where new dreams were born. You can bring that magic back, Henry. And we can be your family. Henry, this is the ramblings of a bad guy. You hear that, right? Yeah. Like... I'd like to play a song. A song for our guest of honor. This feels a little silly. The Henry of the first two seasons, I don't feel like would fall for this, but we'll, we'll go with it for now. All right, he's dealing with a dead dad. He can hear the music now. 
Yeah, but he's supposed to be feeling lost and unloved. I don't believe that he feels that way yet. You know what I mean? No. So this is a little weird. You can hear the music now, can't you, Henry? Yeah! Yeah, why? Yeah, this, this was a good idea and executed poorly, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. There's enough good stuff in the episode, dude. Yeah. That was a little deuce ex machina right there. You know, a mechanic just to get Peter to get his way. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Wow. Freaking phenomenal. That's what it sounds like when we end a good episode. You know when we end a bad episode and we're like, oh, thank God, finally. We're done. That was so good. What are your initial thoughts? That was a great episode. How much of that did we not talk during? That's crit, most like, of it. Most of the episode, and like we have that theory that we don't talk because we're watching and we don't have problems to talk about. I did it. Like, I literally was like, I don't care about anything right now. Like, who cares? It was it was just what it was. It needed to be. Oh, I love it. MVPs. Let's do this. Is just jump right in. Yeah, this is good. MVP of Neverland. Neil. Agreed. Neil. All right. MVP of the Enchanted Forest flashbacks. Is there an MVP? Maybe for the first time we have no MVP. I don't think we do. Because everybody sucked. (laughs) Do we give it to the sheriff of Hamlin for giving him the information? (laughs) No. We give it to no one. No. I'm give it to no one. Uh, LVP of Neverland. It's the first time we've given a, no one the MVP. That's a big deal, right? LV. We've we've had no LVPs before, but yeah. n- never no MVPs. That's crazy. But there's just nothing really made sense for that. It was no good. Yeah, it was just Rumple Bay, the the people of the town, and Pan and Pan, and the weird boys who didn't say anything. So no, yeah, no. So, no, LVP of Neverland. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, come for on. saying Balefire the way he does. He didn't do anything. Come on. He's certainly a worse people than <laughs> freaking... Kid who had one line and got his, ass, got his ass knocked out in the first five minutes of the episode. <laughs> come on. I can do better than that. And LVP of Neverland? Charming. Uh, charming. Still. Yeah, no. It's actually charming. Uh, LVP of Enchanted Forest flashbacks. Everyone. No <laughs> everyone. Yeah, no, one. no one and everyone. Uh, I guess Pan by default, but we don't like doing No, that. see, I don't think we're going to give any awards to the Enchanted Forest. It needed to be done so we could see the scenes between Pan yeah. and Rumpel, but yeah. there were no they did there were no characters that carried the Agreed, plot. agreed, you know agreed. I, you know what I mean? Like there's no LVP LV, MVP. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention overall character. So my honorable mention, I would like to give to that pan and rumple scene because what the fuck? What are we uncovering here? I know what we are uncovering. Here, no, but, but that's like, it was juicy. So good, we were holding our spicy, breath. spicy. Yeah, for, and the way it so was both shot, of them, Robert Kylie and Pan. Yeah, pan, the way the way that it was shot, the way that it was paced, the way it was directed. Shout out to uh, David Boyd. Um, Pan is played by 
Peter Pan, played oh, this is the name I can't pronounce, isn't it? Uh, portrayed. Oh no, this is Robbie K. I'm thinking of someone else. Robbie oh, K. Oh, okay. Robbie K. Is British. He is twenty. Oh, it doesn't say. Nineteen ninety-five. That's two years old. Oh, that's my age. He's twenty-seven. Um, and nothing huge. He's got a. Okay. He's got very big ears. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's a handsome dude. Um. So. Yes. Yes. I agree. Uh. That scene was was juicy and delightful. That mm-hmm. character storyline is my honorable mention. I love it. What's happening? My here. honorable mention goes to Hook. For being okay. a better hero than anyone else in the show. Love it. Love uh, it. Outstanding performance actor. Hmm. Nah. Jennifer Morrison. That scene choked oh. me up a little bit. For me, yes. that do her oh first of all, her her opening up her character to be able to cry on command like that, she normally needs to kind of be ramped into that level of emotion. And the fact that she came out and just spilled, she normally has a lot of walls up. So showing Emma starting to break her walls down, even just to be able to share emotion like that out loud, right. let and alone it was to it was yeah. I think that that really got to me. And I think that was I was gonna give it to her as a character, but I because but her character didn't do anything but be normal. Yeah. As an actress, Jennifer Morrison really brought it to that. And I it, agree. It was short and she didn't have a lot this episode. But what she did have, you can also see in the cave, her like really struggling with it. And her very quickly and cleverly starting to pick up on Hook's little little quips and little things about Mila, the mom, and about, you know. It's like downpouring right now. Oh, really? Boston is crazy, yo. <laughs> Massachusetts is freaking wild. <laughs> Tornadoes and freaking blizzards and like all kinds of shit. Um, my outstanding performance goes to Jennifer Morrison. There you I go. agree with that. Uh, those are good MVPs. That was great. Yeah. That was great. Uh, all right. So he, I, this is going to be a fun one. So <laughs> I want to see what we're going to do to this. It's going to be interesting. Uh, the third annual mr gold's gold star in the field of excellence free of slap drama our award ceremony clean fight this award ceremony (laughs) no drama here (laughs) uh what do you got five stars 15 all right five is fine (laughs) no this was my this is another one that oh what we, i remember what we said we we're gonna do five plus so we don't embarrass ourselves and be like 50 like yeah yeah five plus for me this uh, is a five plus episode because yeah. to me it was like five plus it was like 10 and then it was like one reduced for like little things and like like yeah one, and then like four added and then like one reduced. it was like that over and over again the whole episode yeah but it was so strong such good writing such good i'm taking the one charming scene out but one like such good yeah. Um, tension, uh, uh, anticipation, the character development, the mis- mystery of the whole pan thing, the just the way that it was dangled out there. It wasn't too much information. It wasn't too little, so we didn't know what was going on. Honestly, I can't say enough good things about this episode. I mean, totally evidenced by how little we talked during. <laughs> Honestly, it was so good. <laughs> evidenced, if you've listened to the first act of, of Hamilton on Patreon, full song. And then we at the end we're like, cool stuff, full song. Because it's perfect. Like we love it so much. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna you don't be like, well, I don't like this one thing. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like who's doing it. Nope, nothing. Nope. nope nothing. No Zero. Notes. Zero. 
I don't want to hear anybody's argument about Lin Manuel not playing the lead. He like he plays the lead role all the time. I'm like, oh. nope. Actually, you know what? Somebody was it Addy? Somebody in the in the in the Discord made that same argument, and I meant to go in and follow up on that because I would like to find out what the apprehension behind that is. Because it's an interesting it's an interesting argument that I would have made with anyone except for Lin Manuel. Like if it was a like a like a like a writer who doesn't have a background, or whatever, right? And then they just threw themselves in. Fine. Okay, but like, but as also, a rapper, as a rapper who's making something completely original, I would rather see it from the brain who wrote it because it's only going to look that way on him. That's but my like, thing. Naturally, don't you want to write yourself into what you're writing? But I think that's what they were saying is that it was it's self nepotistic, you know, to be yeah, like. But I feel like that's like a natural instinct. Well, because you are understanding context about how you wrote it, that wouldn't necessarily, I don't know. I just don't see it as yeah. a problem. And I, yeah, I, I, I think don't. I don't see it as a problem because <laughs> I'm a fan of what his content oh gosh, already is. No, you're totally fine. I'm a fan of what his content already is. So believe it or not, that was not shade at our Discord people because it just so happened to come up again. That was shade on our stupid ass last podcast. So that was, that's a separate, it's in the past. doesn't matter. doesn't exist. It's, it's an old thing. This is this is, is this is trauma sisters one oh one right here. This is and it's so funny that it like <laughs> for, the, for the same argument being made in Discord, I'm like, nah, I respect you in Discord, but fuck that other shit. So, you know. I'm just saying. If you know, you know. <laughs> right. Uh let's 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 go home. How do how how do we follow an episode like that? With episode fifty one. Well, ooh, that's true and juicy. Uh, I did it again. I didn't put the no-show on. Hold on. There we go. Oh, um, no. Oh, yeah. We're not ready to go home. Oh, I forgot. I'm still wearing makeup. <laughs> I listen to You're like all over the map right now. Uh, no. What we're going to do is, I, as I forgot to hide the show, but I did it just now, um, is I'm going to... Uh, oh, shit. Can you... You can't see it. Can you see the thumbnail no, on can't. this? No. Guys, I'm going to spoil it because you're about to watch it anyway. Uh, the thumbnail of this, it's it's uh, it's good form is the name of this episode. So next episode is episode five. And the thumbnail of this is Emma and Hook just making out. <laughs> that is the thumbnail. Oh, and it's, and okay, it's some she thinks he's dead. Oh, we're gonna, this is going to be so bad. Okay. Spicy. So let's play. Oh, man. Good form. Episode five. Let's see. All right. Let's get this. Need a hand, love? Is that a joke? Need a hand, to the skies and uncover the true origin of the world's most charming swashbuckler. To hug. As the battle for Neverland rages on. Are you trying to start a war with Pan? Pan started the war when he kidnapped my son. And prepare for a shocking hookup. Whoa! Stay away from my daughter. <laughs> Not a hookup. All new next Sunday at 8, 7 central <laughs> on ABC. And check out concept art from Neverland at ABC.com. Concept art? What the hell are we talking about here? Um, okay. Uh, a hookup. Holy moly, a hookup. Uh, also, I'm, I'm... So, for those of you who are uh, TikTok savvy... Bing bong! We're gonna have to talk about something for a second, because Hook just did this. He Did you see Hook smell his hook? Did you see that? He, like, did yeah. this thing? Okay. Do you know this slime thing that's going on right now? Have you seen that? You my slime. This so some rapper came up with this thing in his music video. God. First of all, what does this look like? I was really troubled by this whole thing. I was like, I don't like the implication of this. What if you can't see on Spotify? I'm, well, I am. I'm I've swiping. Seen TikTok, I've seen the TikTok boys do this, like Josh Richards from BFF's podcast. Mm-hmm. 
No, it's but in I, a dance. It's the Atlanta. It's the. I don't know what any of this. I don't understand. I, this is where I get old. I had to look this up, right? So I am, I am swiping my like my like upper lip with my finger across. Yeah, my it doesn't nose. look great. It, right? I'm like, ugh, hate it. I was gonna put it in my project. I have a TikTok supercut that I'm making of inappropriate videos <laughs> that I think like children shouldn't be doing it was gonna be funny it doesn't matter but i was gonna, okay i was gonna include it in that right because there's a lot of like weird like dance things i'm like this girl is literally like humping the air and she's like 14 i'm like i'm not this is not yeah. okay i hate it and i'm not yep. talking about oh sexy dances and i'm being conservative no i'm talking about like vicious like gestures yes. that are yeah. not okay this felt like one of them i looked it up this whole slime thing of rapper in a music video did this apparently the uh urban dictionary shit about this is slime is one of your homies it's one of your friends right you is the the, the line is you is my slime so this is like this is you are one of my crew is what he's saying i don't what understand is this? it's oh i forgot the name of it um hold on let me let me let me play let me find i'll apply it find it and play it here uh, see if I can do it quickly. Here, I'll try this. If I can't find it there, hey, there we go. Uh, let's see if it'll play. Is it this? Lucky guess. Nope, that's a promo. Uh, I don't think this is it. Hold on, almost, almost. Let's see if this is it. You is my slime. Okay. Familiar? Yeah, exactly. Stop it. Stop it. All right. So that's that's what we're talking about here. Oh, yeah. That's um, where you do the shake. That shake's really not appropriate if you are uh, under the age of... That's what I'm saying, right? Uh, it was, Come on, hit it one time is what the name of the song is from this dude, Five Star. So... Wow, yeah, I and, wish I put that together in my head. Yeah, so I because I'm watching some of the like big TikTokers, like you know, I see the dance now where they do this, but it's be, they're also shaking their ass at the same time, so it is giving the wrong vibe. Super, super duper inappropriate, and yeah, so uh, that's why I was going to include it in the supercut, and then I went to I went I was like, if this is actually what this is. I am now this takes it to a new level like this is really out there so I went and looked it up and said, thank god that's not really what it is but but the line drawn here is that it's supposed to be a little bit gray so that you think that's that what that's what yeah. it is unless you're in the know because this whole like oh it's funny because you think it's inappropriate because you're old and you're not in the in crowd of knowing that it's not actually you know how like teenagers try and get away with it when your parents are like no it actually this means is the this entire, like, no. let's go Brandon thing right now where I'm like I cannot respect this because it's so yeah. childish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, he just smelled his hook like that and I was like, immediately yeah. I, I tense I yeah, I tense right away because I'm like, oh okay, yeah. Um that was that was a long way around a uh TikTok reference. So Bing bong. if you if you're a if you're a TikToker like Isla, then you'll probably understand my apprehension lots of new tiktokers lately that's true that's true that's totally true um i can see a lot of the like dances in my head when i hear music which every time it happens because obviously most and i don't really know the chicken or the egg thing here like most uh 
TikTok songs are either top 40 songs or they become billboard charting songs because TikTok put them on the radio, which also yeah, I think it happens, in, that now. happens in both directions. Like they use songs that are popular or they actually yeah. make songs popular. Yeah. Either way, I hear them out and I can, ju- especially if it's just that part that is on TikTok, it's like one chorus in there. And I, I, I say it. I, I immediately go, oh, it's get a TikTok mad. song. I immediately. And Bart goes, I like it. Like if it wasn't inappropriate in public, I like I want to punch myself in the face every time it happens. I'm just like, oh, I hate that. That's all I can hear in my head. I can see the stupid dance. I'm so mad. You know what's turned into a TikTok song now? And I'm like, okay, you cannot be a TikTok song. Is the song from 13 going on 30? Slow down. You're doing fine. Really? <laughs> I'm going to do and myself like, a favor to catch up with Isla. And tonight before I go to bed, I'm going to I'm gonna go on a TikTok spiral. I'm just letting you all waits. know. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, that song I'm makes gonna, me cry, though. Every single time I do hear it, I bawl my eyes out. I am going to. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do my homework is what I'm going to do. Because right, well, we to go to bed now. Because we love doing homework for free podcasts that we do. We love assignments. Yeah. That's something we love to do. Love that when this feels like work. Except I think. actually like to do that. That that's homework yeah. is actually fun. Uh, now it is. I I can't say this is my favorite part of the show, guys. You know that the story of Daily Mirror is my favorite part of the show, but this is my second favorite part of the show. The Woo-hoo. outro. Hit me. I out here. We have finished episode 50, and we are showing up for episode 51, something that has never been done before, people. (laughs) First of all, I would uh, like to thank our beautiful and lovely friend Heather Lee in the Discord for designing our beautiful podcast album art what you call it. We love her so much and we are so appreciative. It is so freaking dope. We would like to thank every single Brookie that shows up in our Discord every single day and starts amazing conversations. If you're thinking that you're ready to be a part of that, please head to the link in our bio and join our Discord. You are not late. People are showing up every single week. If you want to contribute to the Storybrook Daily Mirror, we have a phone number 207-536-8512. That phone number can accept voicemails and text messages. We will read and play them on the air. We have an email address if you need to collect your thoughts into physical words. The SBCpod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, the SBC Pod. We are going to be teasing our newest merch that is coming, the merch that you will buy and then we will send and deliver to you guaranteed 100% of the time. (laughs) Yes. If you feel as though you would like to support us financially, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the SBC pod. We like to upload random fun bonus content from time to time to thank you for everything that you do for us. We would not be here at episode 50, moving on to episode 51 without each and every person that shows up here every week and listens to our show. Speaking of listening to our show, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we have the capability to leave us a review. If you leave us a five-star review and you write some nice words to us, we would love to read them on the air and we would love for other people to find Storybrook Circus, also known as SBC. I love you all so, so, so much. Thank you so much for being here and letting us spew whatever we feel like every single time that we show up. We feel so valued and we feel so passionate about everything that is to come. And it's only getting better from here. So um, I'm done. 
That was fantastic, and now we're going to uh, we're going to outro with the celebration of episode fifty. Yes, this is how this is how we're going out right now. This was a huge this was a huge deal that we made it this far. <laughs> I was doing dances right now on Spotify. Uh, listen, we we love you guys, and you guys showed up over and over and over again, fifty times plus to be exact, and we cannot thank you enough. So. To that end, all magic comes with a price. All shows come with a podcast. See you guys in Neverland. Stay gold, everybody. Stay rumple, friends. Bye. Bye. Celebrate.